Blog Talk Radio.
Shalom, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. I'm really thankful for this opportunity to be here, to share the Word of God, and to encourage you all on um, on what the Lord's doing and how close we are to His coming. And before I start, I'd like to open up with a word of prayer. So, brothers and sisters, let's all um, humbly present ourselves before the Lord in faith, and let's all pray in agreement. Father God, we humbly come before you, Father God, this day. We are so thankful to you, God, for all that you have done. That, God, you are the King of kings and that you are the Lord of lords. And that, God, you are so great and that you are so mighty. Oh, God, we bless you. We bless you, wonderful, holy one. God, there is none like you, Jesus. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end, O oh Lord. God Almighty, we thank you for all that you have done. We thank you and we praise you for your glorious, wonderful splendor. Oh, we thank you for your great majesty, Father. We thank you for your great power and your great and mighty presence that there is none like you, God. We just want to love you, Father. We praise you. We adore you. We thank you for all that you have done and all that you are doing. Father, thank you for blessing and protecting your people. Thank you for keeping all of us safe in this time. Father, thank you for choosing us. Thank you for making us ready, God. Oh, Father God, we bless you because you're the one who is the highest, oh Lord. Oh, Father, you're the greatest with all wisdom, with all truth. Father, we bless you, Father. Thank you for all that you have done, oh, Father God. We praise you, we praise you, we adore your name, we bless you. Glory, glory, and honor to your holy name, Father God. You are above all, Father. There is none as wise as you, Father. There is none as glorious as you, God. We praise you, we thank you for all that you have done for every single one of us, God. I pray that, God, you'd forgive every single one of us of all of our sins and all of our iniquities, God. Forgive us, forgive us. Oh, God, cleanse all of our hearts, cleanse all of our souls, cleanse all of our minds, oh, Lord, cleanse all of our spirits. O Lord, wash all of us with your blood, O Lord, from the crowns of our head to the soles of our feet. Let us be cleansed, Lord God. Let there be no evil. Let there be no sin in any one of us, God. Forgive us. Forgive us of our sins, O Lord. Lord, we repent. I pray that you'd wash away all evil. You'd wash away all sin. You would wash away all darkness. You'd wash away, Father, all that is displeasing to you, all sin, all that is disgusting. O God, we repent. O Father God, we pray that you'd bind all evil, all darkness, all demonic all demonic oppression, whatever demonic spirit, whatever tune or bondage that is in any one of us. God, I pray you'd break it right now with your word in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of blindness, every spirit, Lord Jesus, that is not of you, that is sinful, Lord Jesus. Wash it away with your blood in the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray you'd break every yoke of Satan, every work of witchcraft and divination, every work of Satan, Lord Jesus, in any one of the lives of anyone that is listening. Break it, O oh Lord. O oh, Father God, in your holy name, I bind all demons, I bind every work of Satan in the life of any one, Lord Jesus, in this place right now that is listening. I bind and I cast it out of their lives in the pits of own Jesus' name. I break the yokes and the curses and the plans and the hexes of Satan over the lives of your people. Father God, set and deliver people free, Father God, from all disobedience, from all pride, Father God. My whole, whole Lord Jesus, rain down your spirit, O oh God. I thank you for all that you've done, Father God. Pour out your spirit, God. Do great signs and wonders in our midst, O oh Lord. Do great signs and wonders and miracles in all of our lives, O oh Lord. Let there be no sin. Let us be made holy. Let us be made pleasing before. Let us be made righteous, O oh Lord. Destroy the works of Satan and against us, Father God. Father, you see and you know all that the enemy is planning against us, but Father, you are great and you are much higher. Don't allow the works of Satan against us to come to pass, but let them be destroyed, O oh Lord. Destroy the works of Satan against us, Father God. Our family members and our friends, O oh God, break the works of our enemies, Father, in Jesus' holy name. I pray that your strength, your strength, your strength will fill our hearts, O oh God, that your strength will rest upon all of us, Father. Help us to overcome, strengthen us, O oh God. Let us overcome. Let us not be weak, Father. Let us not be weak. 
weak but to be strengthened in Jesus' name. Father God, pour out your spirit upon all of your children that are listening, upon all those, Father God, that have open hearts, O oh Lord. Oh, pour out your spirit, Father God, and destroy, Father God. I pray that, Lord, you would break down that, Lord, whatever thing it is the enemy is doing in the lives of your children, you'd break, you'd break every chain of sin, Father God, of anything that is not of you, break and destroy it in Jesus' name. God, set your people free, Father God, from all disobedience, from all unrighteousness, O oh God, from all pride, Father God, from all worldliness, from all fear. Forgive us of all of our sins, every demonic work in any one of our lives, O oh Lord. We bind, we cast out of all of our lives in the pits of our own Jesus' name. I bind all darkness in the lives of anyone that is listening, every work of Satan. I bind, I cast it out of their lives in the pits of all in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you pour out your spirit, O oh God, rain down your anointing. God, more and more of your fire upon all of us, Father God. Anoint us, anoint us, O oh Lord Jesus, without your presence, without your fire, without your anointing, we could do nothing. Without you, Jesus, we could do nothing. So, Lord, I pray that, Lord Jesus, what you've given to us, what you've caused us to do, that you'd help us to do it, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, there's a reason that you brought us into this earth to live. There's a purpose you made us, Father God, and that is to please you. So, God, I pray that you'd help every single one of us to please you, to do your will, not our own, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I commit all my brothers and sisters into your hands, Lord. And I pray that you would come and have your way with us, Father. Let it not be what we want, but God, let it be what you want, because you're a king of all. You're God of all, Father God, and you know what is best, Father God. So we surrender everything to you, and we pray that, God, that your will will be done. That, O Holy Spirit, that you will have your way, God, have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way in us. O Father God, remove all that is in us that is not of you, Father God. Cleanse us, O Lord Jesus. Have your way with every single one of us, Father. Have your way, have your way. O Father, we thank you so much for all that you've done. Father, help us to repent, help us to turn away, help all of your people to always turn away, help all of us to always turn away from all that is displeasing to you, and Father God, help us to always run to you, Father God, help us to always put you first, Father God, put in us a hunger and a desire for you, Father God, put in us a repentant and a contrite heart, oh Father God, renew in us, Father God, a new mind, a new heart, Father God, renew in us, Father God, a clean spirit, oh Lord Jesus, deliver us from all that we need to be delivered from, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray that you would scatter, you would break every work of Satan in every single one of us, O oh Lord, that your fire would come down and that you would burn and that God you would consume every work of Satan against any one of us right now in Jesus' name. All that is bringing us down, O oh Lord Jesus, you would consume it by your fire, Father, your words, and when men shall say that there is a casting down. Then, Father God, we will say, you will say that there is a lifting of Father God. Lift us up, Father God. Oh, Father God, elevate us, oh, Father God. Bring us closer and closer to you, oh, Jesus. Bring us up out of this world, oh, Lord Jesus. Draw us closer and closer to you, Father God. Lift us up in your holiness. Lift us up in your humility, Father God. Lift us up in your peace and in your favor. Oh, Father, let your blessings rest on us. Let your blessings rest upon us, oh, Jesus. Help us all to wait. Help us all to wait patiently, Father. Help us all to wait patiently. Help us not to follow after our own hearts, but to follow after your heart, O oh Lord. Help us to put you first and to do what is pleasing to you. Father God, I pray that as I'm about to speak, that God, you would anoint and that you would touch my lips, O oh Lord. You would put your word in my mouth so that I would speak, O oh God. That the words I would speak would not be my own, but Holy Spirit, that would be your words, that God, you would come and that you'd possess us and that you'd take over and that God, you would use us. You would just speak through us, Holy Spirit, O oh Lord. The Father God, what we do would not be what we want, but Holy Spirit will be exactly what you want. Jesus, have your way with us, Holy Spirit. Have your way with us, O oh God. Have your way, Jesus. Use us, use us. O oh, flow through us, your anointing. Father, we release your anointing in this day. Father, I release your anointing in this day to touch every person that is listening, O oh God. Release your anointing, your anointing that is the power to break yokes, to break strongholds, Father God. To deliver people from disobedience, to remove sins, to remove demonic, demonic strongholds, to break the works of Satan. I release an anointing right now in the form of a fire to consume all the works of Satan, to break every chain, to break Break every curse and every yoke and every bondage in the lives of anyone of God's people. Father God, 
Release your presence, O God. Pour out your spirit, O Lord Jesus. Rain down your anointing, O God. Rain down your fire, Father God. Pour out your spirit, God, and make us ready for your coming, O Jesus. Father, for you are coming so soon, and God, you are coming only for a bride that is spotless. A bride, Father God, that is without sin, that is without wrinkle, Father. So let us be that bride that is without wrinkle. Help us to take every one of your words very serious. Help us to be obedient. Help us to be humble. Help us give us the deep revelation and understanding of your word, Jesus. Father God, for so many of us don't understand your word, I pray that God... You would give us a deep understanding of your word. You would give us a deep understanding of your truth, Father. You would give us a deep understanding, Lord, of your will, O Lord Jesus. Bless us with supernatural understanding and your favor, O Lord. Draw us closer and closer to you, Jesus. God, let your will be done in us. Let your will be done in us, Father God. We also pray, Father God, for all those that are in sin. We pray that you draw them all close to you, Father. All those that do not know you, bring them all close to you, Father God. Oh, Father God, please, Jesus, have your way with every single one of us, Father God. Our family members that do not know you, save them. We commit every single one of our family members into your hands, O oh Lord. Father God, we commit our parents, our grandparents, our uncles, our, our aunts, our in-laws. Oh, Father God, our nieces, our nephews, our cousins, O oh Lord, our, our step, our step-parents, our stepmoms or stepdads, Father God, our stepsisters or stepbrothers, oh Lord, Father God, our, our, our um, children, our grandchildren, Father God, whatever family members that we have, we commit them all in trans, I pray that you'd also touch them too, Father God, we pray that you'd make them all ready, Father God, and I pray that, Lord Jesus, that you'd prepare us, Father God, and that you'd use us to prepare, Lord Jesus, our family members, you'd use us to prepare our friends, but Father, I pray that you'd extend your hand and touch them right now, because Father, it is all possible, because Father, you're God that could do all things, Jesus, so release your power. Power, Lord, and touch all of our brothers and sisters that do not know you, Father God. I pray the Lord you'd help us to become what you created us to be for you, Father God. In Jesus' holy name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you so much, God. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Yes, brothers and sisters, I'd like to encourage all of you to do your best to keep waiting for the Lord and to and to let all of you know that indeed the coming of our Lord, the the the, the rapture it is so close. You know, as the word teaches that he's gonna come and descend. With a voice, with the tramp of an archangel. That time is coming so soon, brothers and sisters. That time is coming and that time is so close. And only those that are truly willing, only those that really, really, really want to be there, want to be at that wedding will be there. God is not going to come to pick people that are not ready or people that don't want to go. It's people that, that are truly willing to go and have submitted everything they have to God, have given up all that they have to God, and are truly seeking the Lord with all their heart. They're the ones that will go. Yes, brothers and sisters, the coming of our Lord is very, very close. And He's coming for very, very holy people. So I want to encourage all of you to, I just want to keep encouraging all of you to just keep knowing that all that you're doing means so much to God. If you're staying holy, just know that it's, 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 it's a great blessing that you have that right now you're, you're, you know, we still have time to keep preparing for the coming of our Lord. Because so many people don't have this opportunity. So many people... Um, have lived their lives and they passed away and they're in hell, they're in darkness and they wish that they had the opportunity to come back and to live again and to make it to heaven but right now there's there's no going back so this opportunity we have it's, it's a golden time it's a very wonderful opportunity that we have that is so special to the Lord and the Lord will greatly reward every single person for for every effort that they put in every struggle that they put in to please the Lord because in this time, testings will get harder. In this time, um, some people, too, I mean, there's going to be a lot of testings, and some people might fall away, but don't be one of those. 
because it's spoken of in the end times. You know, there's going to be great, great darkness that's going to be increasing. There's going to be wars. There's going to be really horrible things, testing a lot of evil things that will be coming up in this world. It's going to keep worsening, but don't be one of those that will be discouraged and leave the side of the Lord. Just know that, you know, salvation that you have, the salvation that God gives to those that truly seek Him is much more valuable than, 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 than silver or gold. It's so important to just know that what you have is so special. It's like, you know, the whole world can compare it to what God has given to you. You're made in God's image, and God is calling you as His child. So just know that what you have, is very, very special to God, and it's so important to God. And and so many people would wish that they were in the place that you're in right now, but for them it's too late. So for you, it's been granted to be in this position right now, to be one of those that will will that will willingly be 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 the bride of Christ. So just know that it's such an honor that that you have right now to become a bride, and take that take that very serious, and do all you can to focus and to. And to, and to prepare, to keep washing your robes, to keep washing your robes. And in this time, the Lord is also so close to those that seek Him, to those that diligently cry out to Him, to those that, 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 that go to Him and, and, and seek, seek Him for, for whatever it is that they need. In this time, the Lord is very close because the Lord knows that there is a great darkness coming. And He's also pouring out so much of His Spirit. So because of that great outpouring, of God's Spirit, He's drawn so close. He's His 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 presence is very very close to people that would would be seeking Him. So right now is the time that all of you keep seeking Him. Do all you can to keep seeking Him because He's going to do wonderful things. He's going to reveal Himself to. You. He's going to show you that He really is there, as He's been showing me every single day. Literally, I've been seeing His presence, His physical presence, just sparkling. Um, it's almost like lights that spark. It's almost like um, lights that would just glow or just spark or twinkle. And I keep seeing this. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. Some of them light up certain areas. And, and I keep seeing this constantly. I just know that the Lord is letting me know His presence is with me. And these things are intensifying. So, brothers and sisters, the Lord is about to do something so great. So be encouraged. Do all you can to stay encouraged. Don't lose hope because greater things are about to happen. The best is yet to come. Things that are going to happen that will surprise us. We're going to be awestruck at the things that God's about to do. Great and mighty things are about to happen. Wonderful things are about to happen. And the Lord will use those that will sacrifice and give up everything to the Lord. The Lord will will give will, will, will bless those and will greatly reward those that have that have, you know, pursued him with all their hearts and that have given to him because God is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. God's going to give everyone according to what they have done. So just know that in this time you also be blessed according to to how much you've you've done or how much you're doing. So if you're waiting, if you're going through trials or testing, or if you're going through anything right now, don't think it's 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 a waste. Don't be disappointed thinking that all you're going through is absolutely for nothing. No, it's for something. Something so special is about to happen to you. You're about to get a great reward for all that you're going through for the Lord. You will be rewarded for, for all that you're doing for the Lord. So don't be discouraged. Don't be disappointed. Don't think there is no point in, um, don't think you're just suffering or you're just going through all you're going through and no one is, no one cares about you. No, don't think that at all. Just keep waiting for the Lord. It might look like nothing is happening. But so much is happening on your behalf in the spiritual realm. Because in heaven, God sees everything and he plans and does things. He He, he prepares things for his people up, up, up high in heaven. And although they might not see everything, 
Although they might not see everything, God wants them to know that he's working and he's fighting on their behalf. So much is happening for you saints, all you Christians that are truly believing, because this is a special time. So many wars and battles are going up in the, are going on up in the heavens, and God is preparing. He's doing so much, so much for you. And very soon you see those things. So just I just want to just encourage you to make sure that you remain in the will of God. You remain in the word of God. And you don't come out. You don't come out. You remain righteous. You remain holy. You remain fasting. You remain pleasing to the Lord. Because, because it's your free will. And you could choose to do whatever thing you want anytime. Your life is sort of um, is like whatever decision you have now. Um, the results you get, it's sort of, or wherever you are, it's sort of temporary because because you can make any decision and whatever decision you make will change what you're going through. Um, let me explain it better. Um, we have our free will and because of our free will, we could choose to do whatever thing it is that, it is that we want. And because of that, our, it's like our, our lives or let's say where our lives end up, it, it changes. Okay, someone could be ready to go home in the rapture today. And next week they could not be ready. So it's what I'm trying to say is, um, it's like whatever we have, it's not constant. To make it constant, we have to fight constantly to make it constant. If you're ready to go home in the rapture, just know that it's something that you have to keep fighting for. If the Lord lets you know that you're ready, don't be complacent because if you if you if you become complacent, you could not be ready again. You could go back into being lukewarm and if you're lukewarm Jesus said he's going to spit you out so I want everyone to know that whatever position you have spiritually if you're bright if whatever you are if, if you're ready um, just you know be thankful and don't be complacent don't think that whatever you have is permanent it's not permanent it's it's only there as long as you keep doing what you do to um to, to be able to own it or to be able to receive it it's it's, it's as long as you accept it um, so let's say if you have the the robe, if you're ready um, as a bride, it's there as long as you keep living the holy life. If you keep doing what Jesus wants you to, if you keep repenting, if you keep accepting the word of God and the will of God for your life, you constantly be that bride. But the moment you change your mind and decide to go back into the world, you will lose your privileges. Everything you have as a bride will be stripped from you, and then you go back into the world and and Jesus will call you lukewarm, and Jesus will spit you out of His body. And even that that even the verse that that is spoken of in, in Revelations, where Jesus spits out the lukewarm. It also explains to us that whatever we are, it's not permanent. The lukewarm Christians, they were, you know, Jesus says if they become lukewarm, he'll spit them out. So if Jesus is going to spit something out, then it means it was once inside of him, or it was once a part of him, and he spat out. So the thing is, people could once be ready and with the Lord Jesus Christ. And if they become lukewarm, this is, these are not my words. People don't like to hear this. Because people always want things um, um, very easy and things that are always pleasing to their ears. So sometimes some people don't always like to hear the truth because because they don't because they don't want to face the truth and f and fight everything that as they should fight and to be humble as they should. They like to hear you know they like to hear easy, simple, soft things. They don't like to know that they have to fight for things. But that's the truth. That's what Jesus said that if you're lukewarm, he's going to spit you out of your mouth. And to be spat out of Jesus, it means you were once in him, and now you're going to be spat out. So what it is that someone could be truly a true bride of Christ and could be ready for the coming of the Lord, and because of the life they live, if they go back into sin or into into adultery or fornication constantly without repenting, if you don't repent, 
then it means you've chosen to remain in that sinful way, then you're not a part of Jesus Christ. If if he's to come, then you're not. You're, you're not. You're not. You're not going with him. People don't like to hear this, but it's true, and people need to know this so they know the reality of things. Because of the dream I received, I received the dream, and I was shown this, and I want people to know that it is reality. That's how it is. Even a certain pastor was telling me this and was confirming this to me, and 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 it's and he was confirming to me, and I know it's really true, and it's it's time that you know a lot of people you know know about this. Some people know about this already, but. Some people are not really sure about this. They don't really know this. That's why the Word of God teaches that we should spread His Word. We should, you know, we should, we should show love and, you know, to our neighbors. And showing love to our neighbors is, you know, letting them know the truth, not letting them be blind. If you see someone, someone is in darkness, someone is in sin, someone does not know what is right, they don't know what is true, you have to do your best to correct them. If you truly love them, you have to tell them the truth. Otherwise, if they follow that lie, then they will fall into darkness then they will lose their lives. So the reality is that you could be ready right now and if you if you don't take everything serious, if 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 you don't keep holding on to what Jesus given you, you could lose it. And this is not my word. This is clearly shown in the Bible. So I want everyone to do all they can to hold on to the salvation that Jesus is given. And know that if and just know that if if you refuse that salvation by by disobeying God and not and by being rebellious and by constantly sinning not repenting and by rejecting his truth if you and by doing things that are evil by living a way of death by rejecting him if you do that then you will lose him you will become lukewarm and Jesus himself will remove you so brothers and sisters make sure that you stay in the lord and that you stay holy and that you're humble and that you fight your salvation. You fight for your salvation. You, you, you fight to maintain your sal salvation. You work it out with fear and trembling day and night, night and day. You never stop. You never stop fighting to be holy. You never stop fighting to please God. You, you don't stop because if you go back into sinning, then you will be left behind. And, and it's true. A lot of people don't like to hear it, but it's true. And you have to know this. You, ha you need to know this so that you can be ready because the truth will set you free. Because at that time, if Jesus is coming and your robe is, is stained, is wrinkled, is dirty, you know you're not going. So please, it's very important. There's a condition that, that your spirit is supposed to be in. There's a, there's a clean and pure condition that you're supposed to be in, always repenting, always being humble, always doing your best to stay away from sin and always staying close to the Lord. That's a condition that the Lord wants you to be in. Always, you know, the garment's supposed to be clean and spotless. Always repenting. That's what's supposed to happen. And filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Spirit of God. Filled with the anointing of God. Filled with the light of God. So that when, God, so that when the Lord comes, you'll be shining brightly. Because the Holy Spirit will be like a lamp to you. The Holy Spirit is like a light. Because the Holy Spirit is the Word of God and He's the Spirit of light. And when He's with you, when He's in you, He's a light that shines. And that will expose to you all that is sinful. And He will lead you to cut it all off of you. As we're teaching that if something makes you sin, then cut it off of you. Remove it from you. The Holy Spirit is that anointing. He's the oil that we need in our lamps. He's the oil that we need in our vessels. Like it's he's the substance that make us who we're supposed to be because we in ourselves are nothing. We don't know how to please God. 
we, we don't know the very, very thoughts of God. We don't know exactly what God wants. But the Holy Spirit, He's the very Spirit of God. And He knows this, what God wants. Because, you know, nothing, you know, you know, nothing knows what is inside someone except the Spirit that is truly in them. So the, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is the Spirit that truly knows what God is pleased with, that truly knows everything about God. And, and He's with us, so He's with us to make us pleasing to God. Because we're going to become the bride, the wife of Jesus Christ. And Jesus is marrying someone that is almost like, someone that is very similar to Him, someone that, 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 that knows how to please Him, someone that knows how to live the perfect life that Jesus wants us to live, someone that knows that. And the only one that could show us exactly how to become what Jesus wants us to be is the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is, is, is the very heart of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is the same as Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit is that anointing that we need in our vessels. As you know, as we, as we know in the Bible, the parable of, of, of the foolish, five wise and five foolish, is that you know, the five foolish did not have oil on their lamps, but the five wise did. And, you know, the all it represents that, 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 you know, the true preparedness. Because, you know, the, the five wise, they were, they were ready, they were prepared. That all represents the Holy Spirit, the true Holy Spirit. That all represents, you know, a deep relationship with the Lord. A deep, true relationship with the Lord. A relationship where you're on constant communication with the Lord. Where everything you do is done because, you know, it's the Lord's will true preparation for the Lord. That is that you know, that is what the oil is. And the Lord wants all of us to have that oil. He wants all of us to, to have that oil. And he wants us to have it all all the time. Because because as we saw in the Bible, when the time came when the bride when the bridegroom came, the five foolish did not have any oil. And at that time if your relationship with the Lord is not that deep if the Holy Spirit in you, if you, if if you don't have the full Holy Spirit, if you don't let the Holy Spirit live in you and and to become what He wants, He wants you to be, at that time you will not be going. Because you know the virgins, there are people that believe that they knew that Jesus was coming. So it's not just about believing in Jesus and knowing that He's coming. A lot of people misunderstand. Because look, the five foolish virgins, they also knew that Jesus was coming, but they didn't go in the rapture. So it should tell you that just because you you believe in Jesus or you know that Jesus is coming, it does not mean that you're going to go home in the rapture. That's not it at all. Because some people think that's what it is, but that's not it at all. It's the deep relationship. That all represents the deep relationship, the, 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 the filling of the Holy Spirit that is in you. That you have that deep relationship with the Lord, where you're always allowing the Lord to cleanse you, where you're allowing the Lord to to wash you. You're 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 spirit filled. You have the lamp. You you know the Lord, and you know what He wants, and you do what He wants. It's not just about knowing, 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 knowing. Um, it's not just about well knowing Jesus exists and believing Jesus. No, it's not just that. It's about having a deep relationship. Because I mean, these are not my words. When you read the Bible. It teaches that the the five foolish virgins they also knew that there was a wedding, they knew there was a wedding, but when it was time they, they didn't leave because they didn't have the oil they they lacked something, so yes as it states in Matthew twenty five, um I'm gonna start reading from verse one, at that time the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five of them were wise. 
The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in their jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time wait was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. So in here, as we're seeing that there's two groups of 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 of, of virgins or people that that are um, wanting to become brides. There's a group of a wise wise bunch, and there's a, a group of also a foolish bunch, as the Bible says. And as we could see, is that the 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 wise they prepared and they gave it their all. They prepared with ev everything they needed. They prepared. They knew that they took lamps, and they knew that they're going to need oil. So they got the oil too. But the foolish the foolish brides they took the they took the lamps, but they didn't take the oil. And it symbolizes that there are people that they know that the Lord is coming, and they 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 know that he they know that he's coming for a holy bride. But what happens is that they are not preparing fully with all their heart. It's like they, they prepare it parts of their heart, but they don't prepare it everything. There are people that, you know, well they're 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 they know that the Lord's coming, they believe in the Lord, but they don't give the Lord everything. They don't sacrifice everything for the Lord. They're not putting everything to become perfectly ready. And the Bible calls them and the Bible calls them foolish. And such will not be taken. Because as we see here um, it's like five of both of them. They were prepared at everything. They wore the garments. They they had you know their their because when as you could see they were brides. They were, they had everything. They wore everything, but they just didn't have the oil. All they lacked was the oil, and the oil is very very crucial because that oil because no one knows the day or the hour of the coming of the bragger. No no one knew, so they just had to wait. But that oil is 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 is. Is that light? Is is that oil? It's is that is the Holy Spirit? Is that anointing? Is that the the Holy Spirit that that represents that deep relationship, that deep communication, that deep closeness, that deep level with the Lord? Because you know we all we all are people made. You know we're, we're you know we're we're made in God's image, but we need the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, to make us you know to let us know more about God, to make us true true children of god because we're made in god's image but you know we have a sinful flesh and we need the holy spirit to help us overcome that sinful flesh and that holy spirit that that deep relationship with the lord it represents is represented by the oil in the scripture because as you could see they had the wise you know the wise virgins they had everything they had even the oil as you can see, they had the oil, so they had everything. So there's a group of Christians that have everything, I mean, that are preparing for God with everything. You know, as they're seeking the Lord, they're giving the Lord everything, and they're doing all they can. You know, they're putting everything they have to, to seek the Lord, and they're doing everything the Lord tells them to. And there's also a group of, of, of Christians that are also seeking the Lord, and they, they know the Lord is coming, but they're not giving everything and if you're preparing for the Lord and you you prepare everything, you have your garments, you get the vessel, you get the the lamp, but don't have any oil. The oil is a true substance that God requires of His bride. It, it represents that deep, 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 very deep relationship with the Lord through the Holy Spirit. It's it's, the, it's being filled with the Holy Spirit. The, it represents the anointing, that anointing of God resting resting upon you. That deep relationship with the Lord, you know, the Holy Spirit filling you up. That's what it represents, and that's what the others didn't lack. So, in other words, a lot of people know the, you know, they, they, they know the Lord, but they, we need to have 
We need to be filled with the with with the Holy Spirit. We need to have that deep relationship with the Lord, where we're always repenting. Where because it's not just about knowing that you know the Lord is coming and there's a rapture. No, because the other five foolish they knew there was a rapture. They knew. I mean, it's like they knew that the Lord was coming. Okay, they knew these things. They knew that the Lord is going to come. You know, to marry. So a lot of people know that there's a rapture coming. They know that Jesus is going to come for his bride. But it doesn't mean they're going to be taken because they're not fully prepared. That all represents a very, very deep relationship with the Lord. Being spirit-filled, having being being filled with that anointing, having that very deep, close relationship with the Lord, and being obedient and humble before the Lord, letting the Lord cleanse you, letting him always have his way with you, not not being persistent in doing what you want, but letting the Lord do what He wants with you. And just being very deep with the Lord and deep intimacy. Letting Him fill you with His Holy Spirit. That is what it represents. And the ones that had that, when He came, they left. But those that didn't have that oil, they, they didn't have that. I'm going to continue reading in verse 6. It says, At midnight the cry rang out. Here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet Him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said, said to the wise give us some of your oil our lamps are going out no they replied verse 9 there may not be enough for us both and you for us and you instead go to those who sell oil and buy some from um, buy some for yourselves but while they were on their way to buy the oil the bridegroom arrived the virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I do not know you. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. Yes, brothers and sisters, we don't know when any of this is about to happen. That's why we have to prepare and if we're seeking the Lord, we have to seek Him with everything. Because you see what Jesus told them? And, you know, they, they, they knew that the Lord was... But Jesus said, I, I truly, I say to you, Jesus said, I do not know you. That's what Jesus told them. So this is how, that's, that's how it's going to be. It's not about... Because, you know, some people think they know the Lord. But before the Lord, they don't truly know Him. They think they know the Lord. But the Lord doesn't truly know them. And that's what it says in the scripture. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. So so how about those people that truly know the Lord? Um, how, how do we know that, um, you know, this bride that truly says, that truly knew the Lord and entered? What are their characteristics? So what we could tell from this is that there were the ones that had the oil. There are the ones that were truly prepared. There are the ones that gave the Lord everything, as you could see. They, they did everything. You know, as Christians, we know what we're supposed to do. We know we're supposed to give God all of our heart. We know we're supposed to do our best. We're supposed to make sure we're supposed to do our best to live in holiness, righteousness, humility. We're supposed to give God everything. We're always supposed to repent. We're not supposed to give into any 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 sin. We're not. We're supposed to. If we sin, we're supposed to always repent. We're supposed to do all we can to live a holy life. But yet, not everyone does this. And for those that don't do that, the Bible refers to them as foolish versions. They know the Lord. They know some things about the Lord. And they think they have a personal relationship with the Lord. But remember here, as we read, the Lord told them that I don't know you. Because it is those that have that true relationship with the Lord. Those that have, because the oil it represents. 
that deep personal relationship with the Lord. That's what the Lord represents. Because if you look at the parable, what the foolish virgins did not have was the oil. And because they didn't have the oil, Jesus said, I don't know you. They had everything that the the wise ver- the, the wise had. They they were you know when it, when you read the Bible it tells you that the only thing that they lacked, it teaches that the only thing that they lacked was the oil. And because of that oil, Jesus said he didn't know them. But they knew that Jesus was coming. They knew there was a wedding. They were virgins that they, they knew that, you know, there was a wedding coming and you know they had dressed they they knew that there was a wedding coming. But when but Jesus told them he didn't know them. Why did Jesus tell them that he didn't know them? It was because they didn't have that deep relationship, that personal relationship with the Lord. They just knew the Lord on the surface. And to the Lord, he wants more than that. He wants a deep, intimate relationship where you do everything he wants you to do. That is what will qualify you as a bride. That is, And when you do that, you will learn to become a true bride. The Holy Spirit will teach you. God will teach you how to become a true, a true bride that is pleasing to him. That will go home in this coming rapture. That is what is about to happen very soon. So, brothers and sisters, I encourage all of you to make sure that you're full of the Holy Spirit and to let your relationship with the Lord to be a very deep one and let the Lord let, confirm to you that you know, you're His bride because so many people think they know the Lord. But on that day, God will tell them, I don't know you. So, let the Lord be the one to, you know, to, to tell you that you're ready and that He knows you. Don't think in your heart that you're ready because you could think wrong. Because the other brides thought that, you know, they knew the Lord and they knocked at the door, but it couldn't be opened. Because no one knows that there they are. So, brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God that knows what God wants, that knows what God requires in the bride. That, because he, cause the, the heart of Jesus is, is the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, Jesus, they're all one. And, and the Holy Spirit knows exactly what Jesus wants. And so, when you allow the Holy Spirit to come in you, and to fill you up and to teach you, He will make you what Jesus wants you to be. And and through through you know, through the Holy Spirit you will receive that oil. You will be your lamp will be filled with oil. You'll have that deep personal, close relationship with the Lord. And then that day when, when, when you know, when the time comes, you know, for for the for the wedding, the the Lord is not going to say he doesn't know you. Because I want people to know that it's not just believing. Because the foolish bride, they believed that there was going to come a time. They they believed. They knew. They knew that Jesus was going to come. They knew that there was a wedding. They believed all these things. They were virgins. They were ready. So it's representing the other Christians that are lukewarm. They they know the Lord. They know the Lord is coming. But they're, they, they don't have the oil. They don't have that deep relationship with the Lord. The oil is representing... The, the oil represents, if you have the oil, then it means that Jesus knows you. If you don't have the oil, then it means Jesus doesn't know you. That is what the Bible teaches us here. So the oil is what is, 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 is making us, it lets you know that Jesus knows you or he doesn't know you. Because the foolish bride, they also believed. They believed that, you know, the bridegroom was going to come. But they didn't have the oil. So I'm going to say this again. The oil represents that is a representation of the fact that Jesus knows you. Because everyone that had the oil, they entered the wedding. But those that didn't have the oil, Jesus told them that he didn't know them. So it's, it represents that deep relationship you have with the Lord through the Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit dwells in you, he will lead you, he will teach you, he will help you to have that deep relationship with the Lord. And, and the Holy Spirit, if you obey him, if you do everything the Holy Spirit tells you to, 
Because if you obey the Holy Spirit, you're obeying Jesus. If you obey the Holy Spirit, you're obeying God. Because they are all one. They have the same will. And, you know, they want to change us and make us exactly, you know, in their image. Because God made us in His image. But because of sin, um, because because um, we get to know what is wrong and right, and we get to choose. So we get to choose whether we allow God to completely transform us and change us into His perfect image, or we become the image of the devil, or we become filled with sin. So it's what we choose and what we allow. But that oil... You have to make sure that you seek the Lord every day. You have a deep relationship with Him because because the more you seek the Lord, the more you pray, the more you hum- you humble yourself before Him and, and and do all that the Lord wants you to do. You will realize that your relationship with Him will get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And as your relationship gets deeper and deeper, well, the Lord your your your, your lamp will automatically get filled with oil because when your relationship gets deeper with the Lord, you get to know the Lord more and more and more, and the Lord also gets to know you more and more and more because when you're more filled with the holy spirit you do everything the lord wants you to do you will do things that are pleasing to the lord you'll obey all the commandments of the lord and you'll acknowledge him for who he truly is and you'll do everything the lord wants you to do so because of this you will truly be ready and jesus will know you and because jesus knows you you will be going home but when that time comes, when you know, when you have that lamp, because the because when you have that oil in your lamp, it just it means that Jesus knows you, because the because it represents that deep relationship with the Lord. So, brothers and sisters, focus on having a deep, solid relationship with the Lord, not a relationship um, which is based on hypocrisy. Don't don't pretend, because the Lord sees. If you're pretending, you're lukewarm. God is going to spit you out of His mouth. Repent. Always do all you can to repent because repent repentance it's key. As it states here in in Hebrews ten twenty six. Wait, sorry, not twenty six. I'm gonna start from sorry, sorry, I'm gonna start from um twenty two from um Hebrews ten twenty two. It says, Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Yes, here in Hebrews is telling us to make sure that, you know, as we're seeking the Lord, we seek him truly. If you're if you're coming to the Lord, if you're if you're if you're see serving the Lord, if you're if you're trying to get closer to the Lord, seek him truly. Because you know our God is a God of truth. He sees all things that are true. He knows all things that are true and he requires truth from us. Before the Lord, there is no point in pretending because He knows all things. It's just no, it's just just no sense in trying to, um, you know, seek the Lord not in truth and not with all your heart. And that was what happened with the, with the foolish, with the foolish virgins, and they got left because they were the ones that would not give God everything. They were the ones that were seeking the Lord, but they didn't seek Him with all they had. They didn't get so deep, so they were left behind. But the ones that sought Him so deeply with everything they had, they had that oil. They were filled with the oil. Their their, their lamps were filled with that oil. Their lamps were filled with that anointing, because as you seek the Lord, when you get into that deep, deep relationship with Him, your lamp will be filled. When you seek Him truly with all your heart, when, when you seek Him truly, when you draw near with Him with a contrite heart, when you give up all sin you you give up everything well you make mistakes but you always repent and go back god will make you ready the lord will clean you and once you have that deep relationship with him you're you know when he comes you're going because that lamp is 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 that oil is, is that that the oil in that lamp it's it's like the anointing of god that light of god that will 
Yes, brothers and sisters, that's what the Lord's giving us. You know, that's why whatever with whatever time that we have right now, we should be thankful for it. That's what the Lord gives us. You know, all these days that pass by, it's a blessing from the Lord to keep preparing and to be ready. Because what happens is that at the midnight cry, um, it's like you're either ready or not. Because it says in verse seven, then then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise. Give us some of your oil. Our lambs are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for us both. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. Yes, brothers and sisters, it takes time to get oil. And as you could see, when they came back, um, when they came back in verse, but while they're on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived, and the virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut so brother that's exactly how it's going brothers and sisters that's exactly how it's going to be so do all you can to prepare now if 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 you realize that the lord gives you another day left or a few days left be thankful for that and use that to prepare because once once you know the trumpet sounds once the, t the time for his coming appears and that time you won't be able to prepare anymore you, it's going to be too late it's going to be too late so spend every single day you have getting into that deeper, deeper, deeper relationship with the Lord. That deep and deeper, deeper relationship with the Lord. Because that is what is needed. Because you need to make sure that Jesus knows you. Because although you think you know Jesus, it doesn't mean Jesus knows you. Because it said, it was said here that, but he replied, truly I tell you, I do not know you. So it's that deep relationship, because when you have that deep relationship with the Lord, the Lord will get to know you more. He'll really get to know you more and more and more, and and you'll get to know the Lord more and more. And when that happens, as you get to know more of the Lord, you get more of His oil in you. And when, when you get that oil in your lamp, you're ready. So I'm stressing on this because it's very important for you to have a deep relationship with the Lord, because that is what the oil represents through the Holy Spirit, that very, very deep, unwavering faith, that deep, unwavering um, humility and, and spirit of repentance and, and a righteous, contrite heart, that deep spirit of prayer and fasting and, and being humble and obedient and praying and seeking the Lord all day and, and all night, that spirit, that is what makes you a bride. That is what gets the Lord to know you, that, that deep relationship with Him. So do all you can to make sure that you, you keep that relationship. If you have it, don't let it go because you could let it go. You could lose it and become lukewarm. So don't let it go. So keep fighting to have a deep relationship with the Lord. Others, other people um, in this time, some people might be falling um, away because because of the times that we're in. But don't be one of those that fall away. And, and if you know someone is falling away, pray for them. Do all you can to bring them back. Because some people are being overcome by so much darkness and are being discouraged. Because in these days, so much temptation, so much darkness and evil is rising up. But don't be one of those that fall. Because the reward for those that hold on to the very end is so great. Those that hold on to the very end will be saved. Those that cry out to the Lord, they will be delivered. So in this time, encourage your brothers and sisters. In this time, do all you can to really encourage them, to let them know that there's very, very little time left. And they have to pursue the Lord with all that they have and all that they are. Because a great reward will be released upon those that, that, that truly know the Lord. The reward is going to be very great. Yes, sir, brother and sister, this is very important. We're all going to come together and we're all going to pray in agreement that the Lord is going to help all of us to 
to to have lamps filled with oil, to have a deep relationship with Him, to have an unwavering uh, um, a relationship that will not stagger, that will not fall. We, we we pray that the Lord is going to help us not to stagger in our faith, but to be to be deeply rooted in Him and not to waver in our faith, but to to grow in a deep relationship with Him because the time for so much to be fulfilled is so near. So let's repent and let's ask the Lord. Let's seek the Lord for this right now. Father God, in Jesus' holy name, we humbly come before you. Father God, I pray for all my brothers and sisters, God. I pray that you would touch all of them greatly and mightily. Lord, I pray that you touch them. You'd fill them up with your Holy Spirit and that, God, you'd please let them become ready for your coming, O oh God. Oh Jesus, you are coming so soon, O oh Lord. Prepare your people for your coming, O oh Lord. Oh Lord, make them ready for all the great things that you're about to do, Lord Jesus. Let your people be ready, Father God. Let your people, let them not waver. Let them not stagger in faith, Father God. Let them not be lukewarm, Father God. Let them know that it's not just about believing you, but it, but, but it's also about working everything out. It's all about having that deep relationship with you. It's all about having that oil. So, Father God, bless your children with this oil. Fill their lamps with oil, O oh God. I pray that, O oh Jesus, you'd fill, Father God, your people's lamps with oil, Father. That you'll draw them closer and closer to you, O oh Jesus. Oh, draw them closer and closer to you, Father God. Deliver Deliver you from all lukewarmness, Father, from all that is not of you, from all sinfulness, Father God, from all pride, from all arrogance, from all worldliness, O oh Lord. I pray to deliver people and that you'd fill them with, with oils in their lamps, Father, in Jesus' name, that we will be all filled with oil in our lamps in Jesus' name, and that we'll lack nothing, and that, God, we will be made ready for your coming, O oh God. Holy Spirit, I pray to prepare us, O oh Holy Spirit, prepare us, O oh Jesus. O oh, keep preparing us, Father God. Let us not lose anything. Let us not lack. Let us not lack anything, Father God. But, Father, let us always have more than enough, Father God, of your Spirit, O oh Jesus. Father, we need more and more of you in us. Change us and renew us, Father. Let us not fall. Let us not stumble. But, Father, let us be overflowing with your presence each day and every hour, Father. Oh, Father God, you're a God that is more than enough. We believe that you will supply, Father God. Oh, Father God, we believe that, Father God, you're a God that could do beyond whatever it is that we desire or seek or request or ask for, Father. So I pray that right now, Father God, that you would please touch all those, all those that seek you, all those that desire more of you, you'd fill them with your, your, with your oil. You would fill them with your oil, O Holy Spirit, that God, you'd fill them with oil in their lamps, O Lord Jesus. Oh, please let them lack nothing, but let them be filled, Father God, with oil in their lamps in Jesus' name. Let them be made perfectly ready, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray, thanksgiving, amen. Yes, brothers and sisters, in this time, as I was praying, I could see clearly in the Spirit that Jesus is ready, he's willing to give oil to anyone who wants. Anyone who wants oil, Jesus is willing to pour oil into your lamp. Because, you know, in this time, is the time that he said he's going to pour out his spirit on his, you know, on sons and daughters. And, you know, they're going to prophesy and, you know, and have dreams and dream visions. In this time, he's going to pour out his spirit. And, you know, his pouring out his anointing. So much of his spirit is being poured out and so many gifts and anointings and, and deeper relationship and deep intimacy with, with the Lord, you could attain right now. You could receive it right now. And but you have to open up your heart because He's ready to give it to those that truly want it. Like as I was praying, I could clearly see that that those that want it, He'll give it to them. And you know those that don't seek for it, because I could see it's a, a it's like a, a come and serve. If if you come to the Lord, if you go to the Lord, you'll receive. If you run away from the Lord, if you reject the Lord, if if you, if if you go against Him because you have free will, when that time comes. You'll be found wanting. So do all you can to go to the Lord because the Lord is not forcing people to receive oil. He's He's there and He's willing to give oil to those that want. You know, those that want the oil, God will give to them. But if you don't want it, God won't force you to receive the oil. So it's all up to you. 
If I had received the oil, do all you can to receive the oil right now and every day. Receive that oil. Receive that deep intimacy with, with the Lord. And it's on a gradual basis. God will fill your oil up gradually. It's a gradual process. That's why when the, when, when the announcement came that the bridegroom had come, those that didn't have oil, they couldn't get the oil anymore. Because it's, it's, it takes time to get the oil to be filled. It's not something that happens very instant. It happens gradually. The Lord will fill you up with oil. And the more you seek Him, the more you... It's like it's a deep relationship with Him. He could fill you up with a lot instantly, though. But it's, it's a relationship that is that you build up with the Lord. You, you trust the Lord. You believe in Him. You have faith in Him. You obey Him. And it's something that happens gradually. Um, you, you begin to, to learn about him and you begin to, to know his voice and, and he begins to, you know, he knows you more and more and your relationship with him gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And then you're ready and then, you know, you're ready for everything. You're ready for everything he wants you to be ready for. So right now is the time that you should count. You know, right now is a blessing that we still have this time because so many people are not as ready as they think they are. So many people don't have, you know, a lot of oil in their lamps. A lot, of, a lot of people are not as ready as they think they are, as I was shown in this dream. Um, in this dream, um, I was walking towards this, this, this. I was on this road, and I realized I was walking towards this angel, and this angel stood there, and he looked happy and smiling, and and on the right hand side of the angel, um, the angel opened a door, and when he opened that door, we were able to enter into that house or or where it was and when we entered suddenly i realized that we had we had entered into heaven and it was so beautiful i went in and this guy that was also with me also went in too and i was so happy i was so amazed the place was so beautiful and i was like wow this place is so beautiful i was just so happy i was looking at the beautiful um things that God had made in heaven, and I was just looking at them in, in awe, and I was like, wow, wow, God's creation, what God has made was so beautiful, I was so excited, and this other person that, that I also saw getting in, he was so excited, he said, he's, he, he, I remember he, he exclaimed, he was so happy, he was rejoicing, he was, he was like, I'm not going to go back to earth again, I'm not going to go back, I don't want to go back, this place is wonderful, and he was so happy, and I knew he didn't want to ever leave heaven, because he was so excited, he was so filled with he was filled with so much joy and so much happiness, and he was, ex and he was going about. He was happy, and he was exploring, and and he went somewhere else, and I didn't see him after. But for me, I, I took the right turn, and and towards my right there was another right. There was a room on the right, and when I went into that that room on the right, that room was so beautiful, and it was ornately decorated. It was decorated so well. I saw flowers. I saw certain structures, but it was it was it was decorated in such a detailed manner and it was very clean everywhere was clean and i saw seats and and when i saw that i knew that those when when i got to that room somehow i knew that, that room was a room for the, the the wedding the wedding of the lamb i knew that the people that were going to the rapture the, those that were going to the wedding i knew they were going to come to that room and I saw how the room was ready. Everything was ready. Everything was clean. The flowers, everything was decorated. Everything was just beautiful. I saw the walls. I saw the, the chairs. These these beautiful, like, they were beautiful big chairs, and they looked pretty expensive. They looked like, you know, really, 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 um, 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 they looked like they were, if they weren't, like, they looked really, really special. They looked like pretty expensive chairs. That's what I saw in my dream. And there were such beautiful chairs, and there was the room, everything was so beautiful. And I saw this person that was um, 
um, preparing things in that room. But somehow I knew that room it was almost, I knew it was, it was the wedding room was where, um, in the dream, I knew that um, that was where those that are invited for the wedding, that's where they're going to be. And I saw the seats. I saw the seats that were there. And I saw this person was pre was preparing the place. And I could see that he had finished everything. Like, everything was done. Like, everything was, like, everything was ready. Everything was ready. And the only thing that I knew that it was like, I, I, I felt in my spirit that everything was done. And only thing that we're waiting for is just you know for people to come there is for the bride to get there but i also knew that um when i saw that and 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 i and i woke up um when i woke up from that i also felt in my spirit for some reason because i felt like in the dream i felt like that was the second time i had been there i'd been to that room because i'd been to, because i had a dream previously and i'd been to that room and then and then and I'd been there, I think, that dream I had in, in 2015. And in 2016, I also had a dream. I also went into that same room again in heaven. And this time when I got into that room, it almost looked like the number was was not, um, it wasn't as much as I expected it to be. It almost looked like the number was still not a lot. It was either decreasing or the number was not a lot. And I saw that the people that were ready and had seats reserved and positions ready for them in, in the banquet room in, in heaven were there were not a lot of people. There were still not a lot of people. And in, in the dream, I felt like there were still not a lot of people. That some people were still backsliding. Some people were people were still not on fire because I was shown this room in 2015, and then I was shown also in 2016. And I could, and I was sort of like in my spirit, I was comparing because I was I was comparing the amount of seats I saw, like the seats that I saw. And when I saw the seats, um, the second time in in, in 2016, I, I I wasn't. I remember that in the dream when I saw the number of seats, I wasn't so happy at, at the number that I saw because I, I I saw them, and I I wasn't so happy at the number that I saw. It looked like there wasn't that much of an increase. It looked like there were still not a lot of people still ready to be at that wedding. It almost looked like not that many people, or maybe the people reduced or something. But my spirit was just not happy with, with the amount of people that were truly ready and that were going home. Because cause to tell the truth, in the dream, I could literally count it. I could have, I, I could have counted all the seats if, if given enough time. I could have actually counted the seats because I didn't, I didn't see as many as I expected. And I felt like, you know, things could change. Like today, someone could, you know, I, I felt like someone could have a seat, but if they go against God, someone could have a place reserved for them in heaven. But if they go against the word of God and the will of God, then they could lose that position or that spot. And my spirit felt very sad at that dream because I, it wasn't as I expected because I wasn't, because there were not as many people um, ready as I really wanted there to be. Like, Still, there's not a lot of people that are as ready as, as in my heart. I I would really want to because in the dream I was, um, I was pretty sad because the the chairs like because heaven everything is right everything is so beautiful, and they're preparing everything so perfectly for for all of us. You you should see what's up there. Everything is just so special. Even the chairs alone, the chairs are like very comfortable and pretty big and very expensive looking, and everything there's just so perfect. And but I could tell that. It's sort of like people are still con like you know it's still up to you to keep a seat reserved for you in heaven or to not have a seat in heaven and things could change someone could be ready and have a seat in heaven and then 
and then in a few days, if, if if they become lukewarm again, then they could lose that seat that is prepared for them in heaven. And in the dream, that's what I felt like. I felt like things had changed. I felt like some people that had seats and that were already positioned might have had lost them. And I felt very bad in my heart. I felt very bad that the number had was not a lot and that people that had seats or that were already could have lost. I, I felt very, very, very unhappy. So, brothers and sisters, I want to encourage all of you to know that God is really preparing a place for us. And he's working. I, I could see that this person was, was preparing. And everything was ready. When I got there, everything, look, everything in that wedding room, everything in that banquet hall or room, I'm not sure what to call it. But I know that when, I, when, when you get into heaven, and then in the dream, when I got into heaven and I took a right turn, it was on the right side. Like, the wedding was on the right. When I took a right turn, I, um, I saw that when I took a right turn and I went towards the right door, and I went through that door. I knew that I was in that wedding um, that wedding hall or wedding room with chairs. And I knew that it was a bride that was going to come to that room that was made so beautifully. So, brothers and sisters, look, God is preparing such a wonderful place for all of us that truly love him. He's preparing a beautiful place for all of us. So, please, don't be discouraged. It's a blessing to still know the Lord. It's a blessing to, to know that he's coming. And it's a blessing to prepare and to be ready. And please take it serious and please prepare. Because many people could be ready and prepared today and tomorrow they could they could lose everything. Or next week they could lose everything. Because you know, there's there's so many testimonies I've heard of, of even people, even such as pastors that once knew the Lord but are now in heaven. So please do all you can to make sure that when you know the Lord it's not about knowing him now it's about knowing him now and knowing him forever because you can know the lord now but towards the end if you give up on the lord or if you go away from the lord then you're in deep trouble and someone might not know the lord now and let's say a few weeks before the rapture they get to know the lord and they're prepared or let's say a month before and they're prepared everything is ready they they have that deep relationship with the lord if 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 the lord comes they're going because they're ready so, brothers and sisters, please, what matters is, is is that you're ready at the end. It's not about being, if you're ready now, be thankful to the Lord. But don't think that's it. You have to make, you have to make sure that you're ready at the end. Because at the end, the end is where, you know, that true qualification is. That's where, that's where it really matters. The end, that's what really matters. It's not right, because right now, anything could happen. Anything could change. But what's important is that you hold on to your salvation till the very end. That is not, that is what matters. Some people could be ready now, but it doesn't mean that they're they're going to be ready in the future. That's why you have to always be humble and always seek the Lord very hard every single day. Because Satan is doing so much to make people lose their faith and to be discouraged and to go into darkness and to go into sin. And don't become like one of those people. Don't be. That is why it says here in um in in Hebrews ten, twenty two as I said, it says from an evil conscience, conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. It means that what is in us has to be washed. It has to be washed pure. It has to be washed clean. Because what is in us is not clean, is not pure, is not is not pleasing to our Lord. It has to be changed into what is pleasing to the Lord. That's why when we're going home, we'll all be changed. We'll all be changed. We'll be put into a body that is pleasing to the Lord. A body that is not corrupt. Corrupt. That is not corruptible. 
and it's going to be amazing that because when I got there, I was so happy. I was like, "Wow, this place is so beautiful." And I looked around and I and I, I looked at the walls. I remember I saw the chairs and I saw this person that was helping to prepare. But I could I could see that he didn't really have that much work to do anymore because he had already done everything. Like for for us to like, I could see that that room, the he had prepared everything there. Everything was ready. Everything was ready. And I could just see that what was going on was, let's say, um, was that if people were ready, their seats would be remained. And if people were to backslide and to leave the Lord, that's what I could, I'd feel. If people were to go against the Lord, then maybe the number, the number would change and maybe the seats would be changed. I, I, could, I could see that that was what was happening, that it was like every, the, everything was set. But if people were to go against God, if people were to rebel and to go back into sin, then they would lose their position or their seats in heaven. That's what I could, but everything was ready there. But it was, everything was ready. Everything, the seats, the, uh, they were arranged, they were neatly arranged, and and the seats were just arranged, and, and the, I saw, like, they were in, like, those, um, like, a row, I, I could see how they were placed, and everything was ready. So, brothers and sisters, the Lord has really prepared that beautiful place for us, and everything we do, God sees, and it, it, has, an, it has a reflect in our spiritual life. So if you keep living a good life, if you keep living a life where you're humble and obedient to the Lord, then it reflects in your spirit, in your spiritual life. God prepares, keep preparing that place for you in heaven. And if you go against God, then you lose that seat, that place that God has for you in heaven. You lose it. If you go against God, if you rebel against God, if, if you sin, if you, if, if you disobey and you become lukewarm, then you'll be spat out of the body of Christ. And if you're out of the body of Christ, then there's no place for you in heaven like Lucifer, Lucifer. He was, you know, he was a friend. He, you know, he was so blessed, and you know, he was an angel. He was a great angel that did a lot of things with the Lord, as he used to be called. A, um, you know, how Lu- Lucifer used to be called the morning, the great, you know, the morning star, and he used to be, you know, he was blessed, and you know, he was living a very good life, but because he changed his life, everything changed because he decided to be rebellious and go against God. And then his position in heaven, everything he had in heaven, he lost. It was taken from him, and he fell. And right now he's in hell, and that's what that's what happens too. God does that. If God did it to the angels, then He could do it to us too. Even those great, mighty, even those great, great angels of of old. If God did it to them, then He can easily do it to us. So, brothers and sisters, it's all up to you and how you live your life. It's 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 you have to work it out every single day because it's. It changes depending on what you do, your spiritual life. Um, if you live a good life, then that gr- good place is prepared for you, and you have a place there. If you live um, a rebellious life and go against God, then it will also change. You will realize that things will also change. If you, if you go against God, rebellion, then you realize that the place that will be waiting for you is going to be hell. It's going to be fire and brim- brimstone. There's going to be torture. That's what's going to be waiting for you. Yes, I'm going to continue to read Hebrews 10:23, and it says, "Let us hold fast the confession of our hope, without wavering, for he who promised is faithful." Yes, brothers and sisters, that's you know that confirms we have to hold fast without wavering. We have to seek the Lord, and we have to give Him all of our hearts without changing our minds. We have to you know do all that the Lord wants us to do without. Um, well, to being wishy-washy about it. Well, deciding today and then tomorrow changing our minds. Well, I want to do it, and then the next day, you, well, you say it's too hard. If if you do that, you're unstable. 
you know, our God is faithful, but we can't we can't be, you know, unstable because when when you don't when you don't have your mind and your heart deeply rooted in something, if you're not steadfast in the Lord, if you don't, you know, if you don't deeply root and root yourself in the Lord, then it's going to be hard for you to be truly ready because because you can't serve two masters. You can't have a divided a- attention when it comes to serving the Lord. You're either serving the Lord or you're serving the world. And, you know, it, you can't serve the Lord at the beginning and then towards the ending you decide to give up on the Lord. No, if you start, you have to finish because then if you don't finish, then it counts as nothing. If you serve the Lord at the beginning and you don't finish it, then it counts as nothing. In the end, you'll be thrown into the fire also with the demons and the fallen angels. So if you serve the Lord, you have to make sure you finish well. Because if you don't finish well, then it counts as nothing. That's what it teaches here. That's why it teaches here in, in Hebrews 10.23 that let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. It means you have to hold on to you know, your faith. You have to hold on to the word of God. You know, it's like if you believe in God now and do everything the Lord wants you to do now, then always do it forever and ever. You have to, you have to do it. You have to hold onto it fast and not change your mind, because if if you do change your mind, then you've you've lost everything. Because you could gain so much today and tomorrow, you could lose everything if you change your mind. So do all you can to you know to to not change your mind. And how do you change your mind? Is by you know being humble and knowing that. Um, how do you? I'm sorry. How do you not change your mind? But um, it's by being humble and knowing that all power and all strength comes from the Lord and diligently humbling yourself before him. Because, look, Satan wants you to change your mind. There are so many demons that Satan sends to deceive people, to oppress people, to put sinful thoughts into people. A lot of people do so many things. It's because demons let them do it and demons encourage them to. And because their spirits are, are sometimes weak because of lack of prayer, they usually they will usually yield to the voice of Satan that is telling them to do whatever it is that you know Satan is trying to deceive them to do. So you have to make sure that you're 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 steadfast in in, in God and you hold fast to the confession of your hope. You you know you hold fast to the truth of Jesus Christ and you don't change your mind because changing your mind you will regret if you change your mind you, because it's almost like because when you change your mind then everything that you fought for you will lose it all. You are not even going to get even one percent. You'll lose absolutely everything, and you'll gain nothing, and you will, you'll be in so much pain and torment that you won't be able to even fully express. It's going to be so horrible, as, this, as, as the Bible talks about how as those that go against God, those that are stubborn and rebellious, that's where they end up. So, as you seek the Lord, please be, be steadfast, and you know, hold on to the Lord. Don't change your mind, because if you do, then you will regret it. Satan is going around deceiving people trying to make people waver so please in this time he's a lot of people are wavering a, a lot of people are wavering and changing their minds don't be one of those people that is that is changing their mind if if you want to do something for the lord or if you know there's something you're supposed to do for the lord or if you planned to do something for the lord then finish it if you plan to seek the lord please seek him till the end because then it's almost because then if you give up now that it's almost like you've done nothing because then but, but, but with, with the lord it's not about seeking Seeking part of him or seeking him in the beginning and then in the end becoming lukewarm and thinking that he's still going to save you. No, um, it doesn't go like that. It goes, what what the Lord really looks at is at the time he comes, what you have done. If he comes and you're you're still believing in him, then, and you're doing everything right, you go with him. But if he comes and you decide to change your mind, then he'll give you what you choose. So many people choose the Lord at the beginning and end up with Satan. Like they choose the Lord, they believe in the Lord, but towards the ending, um, trials and obstacles come and then they give up on the Lord and then they choose 
they choose the world or they choose Satan and, you know, they regret so much pain they go through because of the so much pain and punishment they'll go through because of their disobedience. So you can't allow yourself to become like those people. I mean, it's of of your choice. You will choose to become whatever you want to, to, to you, you choose to do whatever you want. And then God will be the one to choose to give you um, whatever blessing or judgment. So just be strong and always pray. Seek the Lord diligently every day, every hour. Always repent. Just be humble. Always be be humble. Never be complacent. Never think you're good enough. Never think you're there because what you have, if, if, if you make false moves or if you make the wrong move or you make mistakes, it could be taken away from you. You could lose what you have so easily. That's why Jesus says that, you know, hold on to your crown and let no one take from you because what you have you could lose. And when Jesus is coming, Jesus wants you to have, you know, he wants you to have, you know, the spirit because, you know, the spirit of God yeah, because the Spirit of God, you know, Jesus Christ, um, when He lives in you, it's what will let you be rewarded. When the Spirit is in you, when when the Spirit of God lives in you, it's your reward. It's it's when 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 you receive rewards from Jesus Christ, when you're being rewarded in that end time, and you know, in the time that we're in heaven, it's going to be because of the Spirit that lives and dwells in you. It's because He is with you, and because of what you have done, because He is in you. So He's going to give you more blessings and more of Him into you. And it's at that end time where, you know, God's going to, you know, judge everything. So please make sure that, you know, that you hold on to the Lord till the end of time. Because at the beginning, if you seek love the Lord and towards the end, it doesn't count. Because before Satan fell, I mean, only the Lord knows how many years or how long that, you know, Satan had been with the Lord in heaven. But just because of that wrong move that he made, rebelling against the Lord, trying to take the, have, take the place of the Lord, he fell. He falls so bad, and right now he can't get back there anymore, and he's going to be punished for what he's done. So that's how it's going to be for every other person, too, that goes against the Lord. The Lord is willing to forgive, but if you if you reject his forgiveness, then there's no other forgiveness you can get. If you reject he being the only one that could forgive you, then it means you've chosen judgment, and you will be judged. Yeah, so make sure that you hold fast. You, you hold fast. Unto what Jesus wants you to receive, you hold on fast unto the Word of God, and you don't waver, you don't shake, you don't you, you don't shake. Please don't shake. It's very important that you don't shake, because you could start now. If you change your mind, then you lose everything. It's going to be like you never gained anything, because God is faithful. What God has started, He'll always finish. What God has said, He'll do for you. He'll always do. What God has promised you, He'll always fulfill. He's able to do abundantly beyond all you could ever ask for. And whatever it is that you request from him, he's able to do it. But just learn to trust in him. Don't lean on your own understanding. A lot of times when we lean on, on our own understanding, we will waver and stagger. But always look up to God. Look to God. God will be the one that will deliver you. He will be the one to help you. When you always look to him, you won't stagger. Because we're weak in ourselves. We can't do anything. But God is the one that, that has indescribable strength. His strength is limitless. His power is beyond our imaginations, what we could ever comprehend. And he has more than enough to give to us. So we have to humble ourselves and be patient and to trust him. And sometimes we have to persevere and fight and go through testings. But, you know, whatever the Lord go, lets you go through, count it as a blessing. And whatever experience, God won't let you go through something that he knows you won't be able to overcome. Whatever experience is because God has given you 
enough strength because Christ is with you. All things are possible. You know, for those that have Christ, if the Lord is with you, then all things are possible for those that believe. So if he's with you, then you will overcome and you will succeed and you will prosper. And whatever thing it is that you're doing, whatever thing it is you go through, the Lord will help you to be able to succeed and to prosper. So whatever you're going through, don't be discouraged, but please don't waver because Satan wants you to waver. Don't listen to the voice of Satan. Don't listen to all the discouraging words that people will tell you, all that, all that you know, sometimes you'll be hearing voices in your head from demons. Whatever thing it is that happens to you, that you know that is trying to take you away from God. Don't listen to it. To commit suicide, um, um, to to um, to to sin, um, to go back into the world, to be worldly, um, um, to commit any sin of adultery or sexual morality or to smoke or to do drugs, whatever it is that you feel to do that you know that that or 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 to get drunk or to party, whatever thing it is that you. You think doing to you, you feel to do to to encourage you. Don't do it. that. You know is not of God. Don't do it. That you know is sinful. Don't do it, because it's just a deception from Satan. Because once you come out of God's will and out of God's light, then you're an easy target for Satan. He could easily dra- drag you into hell. So please do all you can to be very careful and to live a holy, humble life, and always, you know, know that the Lord is faithful. And you know, seek the Lord and pray, and He will answer you. Sometimes you have to wait. But sometimes you mean sometimes you also have to seek more because when the Lord tells us He wants us to do something, He doesn't tell us to do it once and for all. Like the Lord it says here, let us draw near with true contrite heart. It doesn't mean draw once and then that's it. Whatever the Lord tells you to do something, He wants you to do it constantly. When the Lord tells you to repent, he, in other words, He's telling you never stop repenting. Repent forever and ever. If the Lord tells you to live a holy life, He's telling you do it and never stop. So when the Lord tells you to do something, He doesn't want you to just do it once and then to think you're done with it and then you close that chapter and don't do it again. No. When the Lord wants you to do something, He wants you to keep doing it because the Lord wants us to be persistent. The Lord wants us to constantly fight. That's why it says, you know, pray without ceasing, rejoice always, you know, always um, be thankful. You know, you know, the Lord gives us commandments, you know, love the Lord your God. You're not supposed to just love him once in a while. You're supposed to love him all the time. Everything that Jesus tells us to do, we're not supposed to do it for just uh, for a time period or for just a while. You're supposed to seek the Lord. You're not supposed to just seek the Lord for just a little while. You're supposed to seek him forever and ever. Whatever Jesus tells you to, because his word remains forever. His word is eter- eternal. His word is always active and living and powerful and is always working. In that way, too, when he tells us something, he wants us to always do it and to never stop. Like how we're supposed to prepare for his coming. We're always supposed to prepare and never stop. We're supposed to, you know, as we're supposed to pray and ask. We're supposed to always pray and ask. So if you want something, don't just ask once and think that's it. Keep asking until you receive it. Whatever you want. The Lord wants you to be persistent. He wants you to keep fighting. If if if, if you need something, if you need a miracle, don't ever stop. Be persistent. Because the Lord will an- the Lord loves it when we're persistent. He wants us to always come after him. He wants us to always go after him. He loves it when we're always seeking. He loves it when we're always coming before him. You know, he loves to know that we're 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 going after him or we're looking for him or we're seeking him. He loves that. He always wants us to come after him because he loves us. He wants us to always be near him. So don't think there's a time to seek the Lord and a time to be with the Lord and a time to be away from him. Because if you look at things like that, then it means you're saying that there's a time for you to um to, to suffer and to be in darkness and to be overcome by, by evil and to fall into darkness. But no, because God has always created us God you know, God created us to always please him. We are not created to please God sometimes and to please Him and to not please Him other times. We're not created to sometimes be in God's presence and 
and other times not be in his presence. No, we were created to always be in his presence, to always seek him. Because the moment we stop being in his presence and the moment we stop seeking him, we're an easy target for Satan. If you're out of God's presence, that is hell. And that is so much torture and pain. And that is not what your spirit is made for. That is why your spirit suffers and cries out and, 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 and pleads with the Lord to get out of there. Or to plead with the Lord to get out of whatever torment you're in. Because your spirit was not meant to be tortured and torment. Because the God's spirit was also not made for that. So God also doesn't like it when we sin against him. Because his heart breaks and he doesn't want his heart. He doesn't want his heart to be, you know, he doesn't want his heart to be broken. He doesn't want to, because, you know, God made us in his image. And we don't we we don't like to go through pain. We don't like to we don't like to um to see horrible things happen. We don't like to suffer in pain and torment. And you know the and and you know the Lord. That's why the Lord doesn't want any one of us to end up in hell, because we were not made for that. Because that is not who we're made. That's why hell's a place God doesn't want us to be. And but but it's a place where God takes His presence away from. Where it's a it's a it's a place that is like the opposite of God. It's a place where God will torment and judge those that don't want to have anything to do with him those that reject god and those that don't want to have anything to do with god so if you don't have anything to do with god god will, will put you in a place that has nothing to do with him and that's exactly how hell is like hell is a place where god has removed himself or or the or the very opposite nature of god is pain and torture and that is where that is how hell is like so being out of god's presence it's like being in hell that is what it really is so we were not made to to sometimes being God's presence and sometimes not being God's presence. We were always made to always be in God's presence, always pleasing to Him, always seeking Him, always seeking Him, always fasting, always praising, always worshiping the Lord. That is what we're made for. Not to do it sometimes and to do to like to please ourselves sometimes and then to please God sometimes and then to please other people sometimes. No. We're supposed to please God all the time, hundred percent of our lives, every time, for all eternity. And there's so much happiness and joy that comes out of out of pleasing God. When you please God, you'll always be rejoicing. When you, although there'll be times when you will go through some testings and trial, in the end you'll always rejoice because in the end you'll be with the Lord in heaven in eternity, and you'll always be rejoicing for for all the wonderful things that God has done. Because the spirit of the spirit of God is a, is a spirit of of joy and laughter, and when that Holy Spirit is in you, you will feel joy and happiness and laughter. It will burn and melt all the evil, all the sin, and all the darkness that is trying to cripple God's people. So stay, so stay strong and keep, keep staying in the presence of God. Knowing, just know that it's important for you to always be in the presence of God. When the Lord asks you to do something, He literally asks you to do it all the time. When the Lord asks you to pray, He wants you to pray all the time. When the Lord asks you to repent, He wants you to repent all the time. When, when you're supposed to seek the Lord, you're supposed to seek Him all the time. Because everything the Lord wants you to do, it's it's a part of Him, and the Lord always wants you to be in His image. Because what the Lord, if the Lord asks you to do something, He's asking you to do something that He would do. Because the Lord asks, you know, wants you to do things that will glorify Him, things that are in His image, things that Jesus did. He wants us to do the things that He does. He wants us to be like Him, and Jesus is always love. And he never stops loving. Jesus is always holy and he never stops being holy. So the Lord asks you to be holy and to be perfect it, and, and to, to be pleasing to him and to be ri- and to be righteous and to be humble and to be all these good things. It's not just for a while. It's, he wants you to be like that forever because he never wants you to sin. He never wants you to be out of his presence. Because the moment you choose to be out of God's presence, there's total darkness, fear, everything that hatred, 
all the things that your spirit was not made for. That is what you experience. And then that's why sometimes people have wonderful days when they go to church. You realize they go to church, they have worship, they're excited. And then when they come out of church, they go back home after maybe after church and Sunday and Monday, they begin to get depressed and sad because some people think they're just supposed to seek God or be with God once a week. But that's a lie. You're supposed to be with God every second of every day. And you can also be with God while you're working, if you have to work. You can also be with God while you're in school, if if you have to. Wherever you have to go, wherever the Lord wants you to go, you can still be with God. Because, look, we're a temple, we're a vessel. So God fills us, and He's in us. Wherever we go, as long as we don't cause Him to leave or to remove His Spirit from us, He's always in us, wherever we go. And with whatever we do, He always rests in us. As long as we don't sin or disobey Him or... Or do anything to cause him, or um, to cause him to, um, because what happens is that when you sin, is like when you sin, the present you and God become separated. So as long as you don't do anything, or you don't sin, because sin will let you be separated from God. Sin will let you lose the spirit of God. Because when you sin, the spirit of God that it, when you sin and don't repent. So when you repent. And then you change your ways, to, so the spirit of light, the spirit of God will come back with you and into you. But when you don't repent, then the spirit of evil, of, of Satan, is in you, and you can't serve two masters. You can't, you you can't be light and dark. You're either dark or light. What is in between is considered as also darkness. That's why Jesus will spit them out and leave them also behind, because you have to make a decision. Because Jesus is not coming for people that that you know that 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 don't know um that don't know what they're doing, that that are that haven't decided, that haven't decided to give God everything. He's coming for people that truly, because he's a God of free will, because if you're lukewarm, it's like you haven't really given God your all. You haven't chosen to give him all. Jesus wants people that have decided to give him their all, and they're the ones that will be going. So do all you can to make sure that you're not lukewarm, because if you're lukewarm, you will be left behind. And those that are hot for God, filled with the fire of the Holy Spirit, they're the ones that will be leaving in the days to come. Yes, brothers and sisters, so always desire more of the Lord. And and sometimes it's, you know, it's a gradual process. You know, you grow in it. Sometimes you're not made complete just within a day. It takes time. So if if, if you make a mistake and you fall, just don't beat yourself up. Just get, try to do your best to get back up, dust your knees, just dust your feet, and just, you know, try to pursue the Lord again. Just keep trying because, you know, you know we're, we're humans and we make mistakes. But when you do, just repent and do your best to not to make that mistake again. But always repent and always seek the Lord. And just, you know, do all you can. Just pray fast. Talk to the Lord. He hears you. Even though you don't hear him respond back to you, just know that he hears you. And that's why you have to pray. Pray constantly. Like, even though you don't hear the Lord responding back to you, sometimes it takes time. But just know that he hears you. Because he's a God that knows all things. He knows your heart. Or when you're speaking, he knows exactly what you're going to say. Because in heaven, everything is recorded. So how does he know that? Because he knows everything you do. Like even when you're not even praying, he's still recording everything you're doing. So he already knows everything you're doing, even without you even telling him. So how much more will he know what you say when you pray to him in the name of Jesus? So just have faith and know that the Lord hears. So spend a lot of time just praying, just ask the Lord. Talk, talk to the Lord. Whatever thing it is that you desire for, the, you desire the Lord to do for you. Just ask Him, talk to Him, and He'll help you. He'll help you. He'll let you know. He'll show you. But please, don't leave the the wedding room in heaven. Because I mean, what I mean is, don't don't leave your position 
because you could have a seat and you could be ready, but if you go back into the water, if you backslide, you could lose it. If if you you will like, if you come lukewarm, then it means you have lost it a hundred percent. Because the Bible says that the lukewarm will be spat out of Jesus' mouth, so that you don't even need to really um, that that you don't even need to really consider that at all. Because if you become lukewarm, then you're losing your spot in heaven, and that's when you know the lukewarms are those that are serving the Lord and are serving the world. You can't serve two places. The bride has nothing, absolutely nothing, to do with the world. You can't serve the Lord and serve the world. You have to choose one whom you will serve. And please choose God because he's the only one worth serving. No one else is worth serving. Every other thing is just full of darkness and so much pain. Satan is just, this world is just, you know, that, that you know, God is, because, you know, God gave, gave man dominion. But because of sin, man handed that, you know, dominion to, to you know, to Satan. is now beginning to serve Satan now. So it's. It's really bad now how things are going. That's why the Lord's going to put an end to the, to this world because it's been very, very, it's been contaminated and, been, and it's been made so horrible and so disgusting. So let your spirit leave this world and let your spirit be with Jesus Christ so that when he comes, you'll be, cap, you'll be you know, captured away with him. You'll be taken up away with him. And and so please let your spirit not be in this world. Don't live a, don't live a worldly life. Don't be interested in the things of this world. Don't let them matter to you, because these things, the things in this world, don't don't compare to the things that the Lord has for those that seek Him. And there's higher levels, like of things. There's there's higher levels on the Lord and rewards that people get. And I mean, I've seen things that the Lord has shown me about heaven and about what He has for us that I just really couldn't describe. That absolutely have nothing it's like you can't compare them to anything in this world and it has to do with you the deeper you serve the lord what you get is greater it's like god will give you according to what you deserve your reward based on you know your heart and all that you've done and but god you know he's the one that has the standards and everything he's the one that judges everything and how much everyone is going to receive but i'm telling you when you give god your all you will be amazed at how much you will receive so please give god your all it's a great blessing to be able to give the Lord, your everything, your spirit will be satisfied. Your spirit will be filled with joy and happiness. If you serve this world, you'll be filled with misery and pain because this world can't please you. Because this world does not have the spirit of God that can satisfy you. Because you're made in God's image. And God's only you can only be pleased by the things of God because the things that please God will be what pleases you. Because your spirit is like God. Whether you like it or not, that's how you were made. That's how you like to be loved. And, you know, so God wants us to, you know, to... You know, he wants us to, you know, how, you know, we know the things that would make us happy and the things that would make us sad. That's how God wants us to look at him and do the same for him. So, you know that if you're loved, you get happy. God wants to be loved. You know that when you do bad things, your heart breaks or or when bad things happen to your heart breaks. So don't let bad things happen to God. I mean, I, I mean, just do as much as you can control. I mean, in your personal life, don't do things that will make the Lord upset. Don't be rebellious. Don't be disobedient. Don't constantly sin. Don't be worldly. Don't do these things that you know that the Lord does not want and to be d does not want in any of His children, because you know that there are things that God is against. But do things that you know will please God, and do things that you know will bring glory to God, and that will make Him happy, because He made us in His image. So how you are, that's how He also is too. Like He's like, is like because you know He made us in similar image, like very like we're His image, so we're very similar. So. We know that we don't like to be sad and upset with broken hearts, and the Lord doesn't like that either. But He endures it because it would ha it's what happens because man keeps going against Him, and it happens. And He's very sad, but He gets very sad sometimes. But you know, it's not what 
he wants, but it's what man chooses to do, and it breaks his heart. So, with the best you can, I mean, the best you could do, just do it. Like, with the best you can, with all that you have, do make God happy. Just do all you can to take away from his burden and to make him more happy. Do all you can to take away from the Lord's burden. Do all you can to, to make the Lord happy by, by pleasing him. You know, just do the do your part not to make the Lord sad. At least make sure that if the Lord is very sad and he's crying or if he's weeping, it's not because of anything you have done. But be someone that will help the Lord to become happy because you're helping to let someone please the Lord so that the Lord will get happier. So be someone that will take away pain from the Lord. Don't be someone that will add pain to the Lord. Because if you add pain to the Lord, the Lord is going to is going to give you pain back because what you give is what you receive. If you give the Lord pain, then you will be judged and be thrown into the fire. And that's what will happen. If you go against the Lord and you you defile, you know, you go against the Lord, what's going to happen is that the Lord will have no other choice but to give you hell. And hell is pain. He's going to have no other choice but to put you in hell because that's what happens. He, but he doesn't want to do this. It's not like he wants to do this. But he's a God that is just and holy, and he his will has to be done. So that's what happens. God doesn't want to put anyone in hell. He doesn't want to throw anyone in hell. But if you go against the Lord and keep sinning and defiling and destroying this temple that he created, then the Lord will have to put you in hell. If you do these things without repenting, then hell is where you have to go. And that's where everyone else has to go. Because that's where, that's where Lucifer is going. So that's where everyone else is going if they do what Lucifer did, if they go against God without repenting. If you do what God is one specifically not to do, then that is what will happen to you. So please, hold fast. Don't let your faith waver. Don't let your um, your heart for God change. Don't let your, your the love you have for God, don't let it grow cold, but let the love you have for God, let it grow. Let it grow hot. Let the fire you have for God increase, but don't become lukewarm, please. Don't become lukewarm. Please don't become lukewarm, because you will regret it. Because you won't be able to change that after a certain time comes. Yes, brothers and sisters, the next verse that um, I'm going to read is um, Hebrews 10.24. It says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Yes, brothers and sisters, always, you know, you know, and, you know, as as we read this word, it's as we read this word just now, it teaches us God's will. And you know, as as Jesus spoke of the commandments that He wants us to obey, you know, He wants us to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, our soul, everything, and strength, everything we have, our minds, and love our neighbors as ourselves. And as we're reading this, it says that we should consider one another. You know, to stir up love and good works. You know, the Word of God, as we're reading the Scripture, it's also, you know, it also connects, it also comes from, you know, the commandments of God that we have to follow. We have to do all we can to just make sure that, you know, we always please the Lord in every way because we don't know when He's coming. And when you please the Lord, it brings life to you. It brings life to you and it brings joy. It brings happiness. You get very happy. You be filled with joy and happiness. We have to do all we can to love our brothers and sisters. We always have to be considerate. We always have to do all we can not to always, you know, think of ourselves alone, but to always think of others. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. If you do something to someone, always, you know, put yourself in that person's shoe. And always, you know, stir up love and good works. Always do good things for people. You know, be generous to them. Show them love. Even help them even before they ask you to help them. 
give them when you know they need. Um, provide if you can provide for them, provide for them. But just do your best because if you do it for someone, it's almost like you've done it for Jesus. So whatever you do to someone, it's like you're doing it to Jesus. So when you do bad things to someone, it's like you're doing it to Jesus. When you do good things to someone, it's almost like you're doing it to Jesus. So when you live your lives, know that as you're doing something, you're not just doing it to the person you're seeing. But in Jesus' eyes, he regards it as you're doing it to him. Whatever you do to someone, Jesus regards it as you're doing it to him. So please be careful to always show love because if you show love, then you will receive a lot of love. But if you keep, you know, being hateful, then, you know, judgment, if, if you keep being hateful and sinning and not, you know, accepting the salvation that God wants to give you and being rebellious, then judgment won't come upon you. It's very important that people know this so they repent because holiness is so important because the Lord wants to bless but what is so important is that you have to repent so that you could receive what the Lord wants you to, to get. Because the most important thing that the Lord wants you to have is His Spirit in you. That's what He wants. What the Lord wants for you is 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 your salvation. It's for you to be with Him for all eternity. It's for you to obey His law. It's for His Spirit to live in you. It's for, it's for the kingdom of heaven to live in you. It's for you to become totally one with Him. That's the most important thing that God wants for you. So it's important that we repent and that we're clean. Because if the Spirit of God is in us, because the Bible teaches, out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. If that Spirit is in us, then it will produce whatever thing it is that we need. So, in prior, so our, our, our priorities as Christians should be the Spirit of God fully dwelling in us. Because, look, our lives are much more important than the whole earth, okay? Where our, our, our lives, our spirit to be the image of God. And what God wants for us is for our spirit to be secure, our spirit to be safe, our spiritual lives should, you know, to be made perfect and complete in Him. That is what He cares about. Because the things of this physical world will pass away. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to prosper and get health, even as the soul prospers. And He wants us to prosper physically, too. He wants these things for us, too. Make no mistake, but there's a priority that He has for us. Because what's the point in having your physical body prosper when your spirit is in hell? What's the point? Because then you're just going to enjoy this prosperity for just a few more days, and then you're going to live billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and sixteen years in, in torment in hell. Would you want that? No. So make sure that your spirit is saved every day and don't ever you know um choose anything any fleshly thing or anything in this world or anyone over god because we have just a chance we have just you know this chance to choose the lord and then after those that have chosen god will be blessed and will be changed and will be rewarded and those that have chosen the world or any other thing they will be thrown into that into the fire so please, that's why I keep stressing on, on holiness and repentance because it is so important that people need this. People have to let their spirits be clean because the Lord wants it so much for us. Because it's not so much about us having worldly possessions. It's not about that at all. Jesus says, in fact, don't store up your treasures here where moths could eat them up. Even someone could even steal what you have. Even a nuclear explosion, like a, which will be happening soon, the nuclear explosion, they could blow up your, your, your house. You could lose everything. A tsunami could come, and everything you have will be gone. But when your time that you've lived up, when your time that you've lived here on earth is up, there is a greater place for you to be if you've believed and received. And that is where the true rewarding is. It's what you have on earth. It, it it's, I mean, if you guys have seen the things that God has for us in heaven, you will know what I'm talking about. It, you can't compare anything, absolutely nothing. You can't. You can't compare anything that is 
of this world to, to what the Lord has for you in his heavenly kingdom. So don't look at the things of this world. Please don't, because they all don't, they don't matter. They're just for a while, and then they'll all just pass away. But hold on to what matters, which is, you know, the word of God, the spirit of God. That is what truly matters. And let that spirit dwell in you. Become one with, and united with that spirit of God in you. Pray without fasting. Be obedient. Be humble. And do all you can, you know, to not lose what God wants you to receive. And love your brothers and sisters. Show love. Be encouraging to them. Encourage them. Always say positive things because no words are powerful. They're able to change how some, someone feels. So say positive things to people. Say encouraging things to people. You know, show love. Show the fruits of the Spirit. You know, gentleness, kindness. You know, peace, patience. You know, long-suffering. Just all these wonderful things. You know, show them to people because through this, when you show the love of God to other people, other people will begin to come and draw nearer and nearer to the Lord because they see that you're reflecting God's true light and will draw people to you. Yes, brothers and sisters, do all you can to be pleasing to the Lord. And always, you know, love your brothers and sisters. Because what you do to someone, it's Jesus sees it as you're doing it to him. And also to in verse 25, it says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as it is, as it is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And, and, and so much as more as you see the day approaching. Yes, the Lord wants us you know he because you know we're a body the lord also wants us you know to be together he wants us to be united and love he wants us to fellowship together he wants us to share his word he wants us to you know to express his love but he wants us to also be together he wants us to do these things together because we're created as a body yes because the lord made us together he made us you know he made us as a body you know we're all in his image and you know he's made us different body parts but he made us you know, in a way that we, we work together as a body to let wonderful things happen. You know, so the Lord it does want us to be together. He wants us to show love to one another and He wants us to seek Him together, especially as, you know, this time is drawing closer because, you know, we're stronger when we're together. Yeah, be, because we're stronger when we're together than when we're apart. So the Lord wants us to be together. He doesn't want us to be separated from 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 each other he wants us to closely be together and to to be together in the lord because he made us because i mean we're made as you know god made us individually but as a body we're like unique body parts that will connect to each other and will do amazing things so he's made us like as a body of christ collectively and we're together as a body so we have to learn to accept that and learn to you know, seek the Lord together as a family and, you know, not to always think of, you know, being alone and not wanting to be with anyone, but to to have brotherly love for people and to share the Lord with people and to, you know, it says exhort one another and so much as more as you see the day approaching. Even now that we know that the, 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 the day of the Lord is coming so close, we have to do these things more and more. We have to encourage each other more. We have to correct each other more. We have to um um elevate, we have to help our brothers and sisters more and more. We have to, you know, seek the Lord together as a body more and more and more. We have to do this more. Because because time's up and the coming of the Lord is drawing closer and closer and closer. In verse twenty six it says, For if we sin willfully, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. Yes. This salvation that God has given to us, you know, this truth that we've received by which we could be saved that God has given to us. If we reject this, 
that Jesus is the only way. And if we reject his forgiveness, then there's no other forgiveness for us. There's no other way we can be saved. That's why people are saved and they keep sinning and keep, um, they, they accept Jesus Christ and they keep rejecting Je- and, you know, they accept, and they keep rejecting the word of God and the love of God. Because the Bible says, if you love God, you'll obey his commandments. If you love Jesus, obey his commandments. If you don't obey his commandments, if you don't accept his love, if you don't do all that the Lord wants you to do, then there's no other way. Then there's no hope for you then. Because then there's nothing else that could be done. Because the only hope is Jesus Christ. And if you reject that hope, Jesus Christ, thinking that there's something else, there's another hope, then there, then you're lost. There's absolutely no other hope. If you don't come to Jesus, then there is no other way that you can be saved. So please, brothers and sisters, help your if you if you know people that are struggling, people that don't know the Lord, people that are living in sin, or people that that are um, you know that 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 are very very far away from the Lord. Do all you can to draw them closer to the Lord. Do all you can to help them to find the Lord. Do all you can to to help them, you know, show them the love of God, but bring them to Jesus because that's the only way their souls could be saved because Jesus is the only hope. And if you've been saved, please don't reject the salvation. Don't keep sinning because if you have to accept Jesus and serve Jesus and do everything Jesus wants you to do because if you reject Jesus, then there's no other way you could be saved because Jesus is the only way. If this grace that we have received through Jesus, this truth, if you don't accept the truth of God, then there's no other, there's nothing else, there's no other truth. So because of that, there's there's nothing else, there's no other hope. There's you're just going to you're going to be judged. So you have to accept the truth of Jesus. Please accept that truth of Jesus that that we have now that we have this time we can accept. Accept that truth now. Accept the Holy Spirit into you now. Accept that Jesus died. You know, he died and that, you know, he died to save you from your sins and his blood washes away and he's willing to forgive you of everything. And if you believe in him and accept him as the son of God, then you will, you know, you will be saved. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, then you know that he died and rose up again. You will be. Because Jesus is the only way. Because the day is approaching. The day is approaching. It's getting closer and closer, brothers and sisters. It is close. Those that, that are constantly seeking the Lord, they know that it's close because the Holy Spirit will let you know that it's close. Those that have, you know, that the oil, those that have the oil, they know that the coming of the Lord is close and they are preparing. Those that are seeking the Lord with everything, they know. But those that are, let's say, hypocrites are, or are not so close or are not giving the Lord everything, for them, they don't, they're not even sure of what they're doing. And that's why the Bible calls them you know the Bible refers to such versions as as foolish, and they will be left behind because they're they're not because like they're seeking the Lord on the outside, but inside they're empty. Inside they have rejected the true power that could really change everything about them. They have rejected that true deep relationship. It's like they have a form of godliness on the outside, but on the inside they don't have that deep communication, that deep relationship with the Lord. They don't have that deep deep fellowship with the Holy Spirit and the Lord. And because of that they will be left behind because they don't truly because the Lord doesn't truly know them and they don't truly know the Lord. They think they know the Lord because all they want to do is they just want to escape, you know, the world and just go home thereafter because they don't want to they want a better place to live. But they don't really love the one that owns the heavens. They don't really have that deep loving, that 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 lavishing, that wonderful relationship with the Lord. They they, they don't really lavish the Lord. They don't really have that deep deep passionate Surrender and love for the Lord as they should have. So that's why it's been um, very, very, 
that's why you know many people are are not sure they're confused about so many things because those that have that deep relationship with the Lord they know the truth the Lord will show them the truth but those that don't they don't know the truth because Jesus is the only truth and it's only tr- through him that you could find that truth and some people are are seeking the Lord but they're not seeking the Lord with everything because of that a lot of things they don't know they don't have that deep relationship so there's a lot of confusion uh, they're not sure. They're lukewarm. They're into the world. You know, sometimes they're not even sure of what they're doing. But those that truly seek the Lord, the Lord, they know the truth about so many things about life, about Jesus being the only way, about there being a coming rapture. They know how to truly seek the Lord. And, and they're ready. They have the spirit of truth in them. And that spirit will confirm to them what is true and what is not true. Because the Holy Spirit was the Spirit of God that will reveal to you all that is true. He will show you what is of God and what is not of God. He will let you know what is right and what is wrong. He will not let you be misled. He will not let you fall. He will not let you be overcome by darkness because he's a spirit that is strong and powerful. When something tries to bring you down, the Holy Spirit is powerful enough to get rid of it out of your life. The Holy Spirit is able to overcome whatever whatever is trying to bring you down because he's a strong and mighty, powerful spirit. But you have to allow him. You have to work with him. So do all you can to seek the Lord. Be humble. Be obedient and just, you know, let the love of the Lord fill your heart. And, you know, seek the Lord with, with, with all your heart and he will show you all truth. If you seek him on the surface, you, you'll, you'll still know some things. But if you're lukewarm, it's like you won't be fully ready. You won't be. You'll be like the foolish versions. And you will know everything. You, you will know the thing, you won't know everything as the Lord would like you to know, and you won't live the life the Lord wants you to live, and you won't be as ready as you're supposed to. But when you're a wise virgin that is fully ready, filled with anointing, and filled with that oil, you will be ready and you will know the truth. So please, do all you can to be a wise virgin, full of God's truth. We're going to pray for that again. Father God, I pray that you'd help all of us to become wise virgins. Father God, fill us with your truth. Oh God, fill us with your word and your anointing. Oh God, fill us with your presence and your power. Oh God, fill us with your word and your will. Father God, let your will be done in all of us in Jesus' name. Oh God, I pray that you'd use all of us to bring glory to your name. Oh God, fill us with your Holy Spirit, Father. Renew all of our hearts, our souls, our minds, and our spirits, Father God. Oh, pour out more and more of yourselves into us, Father God. Let your will be done in all of us, Father God. Oh, use us for your glory, Father God. Change us, renew us. Let your will be done in us. Help us to become what you created us to be, Father. Father God, let us become what you created us to be, O Lord. Oh, please make us ready, Father God. Please let us become perfect, true brides that are pleasing to you, Father God. In Jesus' holy name we pray thanksgiving. Amen. Yes, Father God, please make us ready. Please make us brides that are truly pleasing to you. Let us not be filled with sin. Let us not be disobedient. Let us not be rebellious. But let us be humble and pleasing to you in all that we do. Forgive us of all of our sins, O God. We repent. Please change us, transform us, renew us, God. Let your will be done in all of us. Use us for glory, O God. In Jesus' holy name, we pray with thanksgiving. Thank you so much, Jesus. Yes, brothers and sisters, just doing, keep doing all you can to prepare for this coming, for the coming of the Lord. It's going to be such a great and wonderful event. And, and do all you can to make sure that your seat or your spot that you have, you know, you have gained or, or whatever position that you've received you know, with the Lord, keep fighting for that. Don't let it go. Don't become lukewarm. Don't allow yourself to be deceived by Satan. Don't lose what God wants to give to you. Because in this time, this is the only time, this is that only opportunity that we have to be able to receive what Jesus wants us to receive. This is that only time. Besides this time, you know, a new time is coming and things are going to be different. 
and you know great things are going to happen great calamities are, ha- are about to happen you won't even you don't even know if you're going to even survive if you're going to even survive the days to come so this is a very special time and take this time you have very seriously don't take it for granted you know every single day you have it's very very special and be thankful for that every day that god gives you it's a great blessing thank him for that and make the best you can out of every day out of every minute out of every hour seeking god in all holiness and all truth always repent always repent because brothers and sisters holiness it is so important to god holiness is, is representing how clean and how clear your spirit is and you know when you're holy you're close to god because sin will separate you from god being holy it represents it means that the darkness and the evil that is in you you've let it all go you've thrown it out of you and you've allowed god to wash it all away out of you with his blood and his spirit is 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 in you and the spirit is getting closer and closer to you so brothers and sisters please do all you can to you know to fight for that holiness be holy you know do all you because without holiness no one is going to see the lord and if you lose if 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 you if the, if, you know god makes us holy his spirit in us will make us holy and will teach us and will help us to grow in holiness and even to maintain our holiness so the holy spirit he knows all things and and he will help you to become what god wants you to be because he's a very spirit of god because, you know, the Bible teaches that, you know, no one knows what is inside a person except the spirit that lives within them. So that spirit that is in you knows everything about you. So that spirit that is in, in God, which is the Holy Spirit, when he comes to dwell in you, all of God comes into you and great mysteries and great revelations will be revealed to you. So much that you don't know, you'll begin to learn and you'll begin to understand and you'll be strengthened so supernaturally. He will give you power because the spirit of God is a spirit of power and and you'll you'll be victorious, you'll be strengthened, and you'll overcome whatever you go through. That is that is that is very hard for you. He'll help you overcome. Sometimes it's it might be harder than usual, but just know that whatever you go through, it's because you have the capability or you, or you have the strength to be able to overcome. So, brothers and sisters, you know, in this time, so much is happening, but keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting. Keep fighting to please the Lord. You know, keep doing all you can to please the Lord because He will reward you for all that you do. For every single thing that you do for the Lord, it's not going to go to waste. The Lord will reward you and He will bless you. And I want you all to do it out of your hearts because you truly love Him. Because there is something so special and so wonderful that He has for us. Because as the Lord showed me heaven in this dream, I was just, I was like, I was in awe. I was astounded. It was so beautiful and so amazing. I was like, wow, this place is so beautiful. The other person that I was with in heaven, when we got there, he was so happy. He just took off and he said he's never going back to earth. That's what, that's what I remember I heard him say. He said he was so happy he didn't want to go anywhere else but to be there. Because he was so happy and so excited. And he forgot about all of his problems and all of his trouble. He was just filled with so much joy and happiness. And he just took off. And I, I couldn't find him anymore. And I, I remember him saying that he didn't want to come back to earth. He didn't want to go back. He was so happy. And I was like, wow, this place is so beautiful. Everything just looked different. It had like real true beauty. If we think the things here are beautiful, then wait till we see the things in heaven. There's just the beauty there. It's just something else. It's like the beauty is almost a living beauty. It's just a different kind of beauty there. Heaven just has this different, unique beauty that, that we haven't seen on earth. It's just so splendid, so beautiful, and and, and just made so beautiful. And and when you, when you see those things, you know that, wow, the God is so great and so mighty in his creations. God knows how to really make things wonderful. 
and I could see that seats were prepared for those that were ready and those that were coming, and I could see everything was done. Everything was touched up. Everything was perfectly ready. So God, look, he's ready for us. He's ready for us. The kingdom of heaven is ready to receive us. They're waiting. They're waiting because everything they've everything is ready for us. I could see the seats and, and I could I could see that everything was ready. Everywhere looked clean, decorations, everything was on the walls where things everything was positioned where it was supposed to be. There was just decoration. I was like, Wow, this place is beautiful and you know, the chairs were all there in place and everything was done. Everything. When I when I got to that room, absolutely everything was done. The only thing that was going on that I could see was was that it's like I could I could almost see something like some people were, you know, it's like what it is that has to do with us. People are the, you know, it's like I can see that heaven has done their part. Like heaven is ready, but I can see that what was left was was all up to us. Those is like is whether you're truly willing to go and you're preparing and doing all you can, or whether you're going back or giving up or backsliding or becoming lukewarm. When 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 you do things like that, then then what 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 is waiting for you in heaven? Well, it's like things change. It's like you know. You know, you could receive things in heaven, and, you know, there could be things waiting for you in heaven, but depending on the life you live, you'll either receive them or not receive them. You know, God always has a place for you, wants to prepare a place for you, but, you know, there's also things you have to do. You know, you could God, God could prepare a place for you, but you have to live a certain life so that you could receive it, so that you keep it building up, so that you don't lose the reward, you don't lose what you have, because you could lose what you have if if you're not diligent, if if you backslide into the world, if you go back into sin. Be hardworking, don't give up, and don't lose what God wants you to receive. Don't lose what God wants to give you. You know, the bride that is going home is a bride that is very spiritual. You have to, you, you have to, you know, learn to worship God in spirit and in truth, and you have to, you know, walk according to the Spirit. You have to learn to live according to the Spirit. Please, do all you can. It's very, very important that, you know, that you live according to the Spirit. Yes, and in Romans 8, it teaches us about walking in the Spirit. I'm going to start from Romans 8, verse 5. It says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live according, uh, in accordance with the Spirit have their mindsets and what the Spirit desires. Yes, and and so how do we know the things you know that are of the flesh? You know the things of the flesh. They're the things that are carnal. Um, that's how you know that your things are are set on what the f- you know what what the flesh wants. You know the fruits of the flesh, which are pride. You know which are lustful desires, which are worldliness, which are you know arrogance. All these sinful things. All these things are things that. Our flesh desires, you know, the pride of life. All these things are what our flesh wants. And when you when when you realize that you're satisf- you're satisfying these needs, it means you're living after the flesh, and it means you're not living off off the spirit, and it means you're not, you know, what you're doing is not pleasing to God. When you when you live a life like this, you're you're going away from the presence of God. When you when you d- begin to please your fleshly desires, when you do what your flesh wants. So please, brothers and sisters, remain doing what the Holy Spirit wants. Live after the Spirit. You know, you know, you know, represent the Holy Spirit. You know, do the things that the Holy Spirit would do wherever you go. Show the fruits of the Spirit, which are love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, meekness, you know, um for forbearance, um, you know, being patient, always bearing with bearing with one another, um, being very meek, being humble, being joyful. All you know, these things are things of the spirit. You know, trying to live a holy life, always praying and always fasting. You know, these are things we've all heard before. 
but these are things that are, you know, we've always heard them, but so many people are still, you know, struggling with, you know, so many things in their spiritual life. And these are things that they need to do. A lot of people, you know, have heard of these things. They know these things, but they're still not practicing them. Because, you know, it's not just about, you know, knowing what to do, but it's actually about doing what you're supposed to do. Because, I mean, uh, a few days ago, the Lord was letting me know about spiritual boldness. And that is what He wants His children to have. The Lord wants all of His children to be spiritually bold. Because a lot of people know what is right. So many people, they know what they're supposed to do. They know they're supposed to pray. A lot of people know they're supposed to pray as much as they can. Five hours, they know they're supposed to pray a lot. A lot of people know they're supposed to constantly repent. They know they're supposed to live in love. They know what to do. They know what is right. But yet they still reject what is true and what is pleasing to God. They know what is right, but, but yet they still let their fleshly desires overcome and overtake them. They still let, you know, let's say, pride or fear or whatever, whatever is trying to bring them down, whatever jealousy or envy, they, li- they let that over, you know, they, they let that overcome them. And the reason is because, the main reason is because of disobedience and lack of humility, mainly pride. Because so many people, they know what God wants them to do, but there's a spirit of disobedience that is going on. That is going on so rampant. It's 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 going around so much in this end time. So please, as as you pray every day, as you seek the Lord, please pray for the spirit of obedience and reject every spirit of disobedience. And also to be spirit, pray for the spiritual boldness and 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 pray for the Lord to pour into you the spirit of courage, because a lot of people know what to do, but a lot of times, you know, fear overcomes them. And one thing that the Lord was pointing out to me, as I said earlier, was spiritual boldness. He wants me to talk about that. Because someone could know what to do. Someone could know what is right. Someone could know what is pleasing to the Lord. But so many people lack, you know, the boldness of the Lord. They're not bold. They're not courageous. So a lot of times, they don't, they don't do what the Lord wants them want, want. They don't do exactly what the Lord wants them to do. They let the fear or whatever is trying to bring them down, they let that overcome them. And for some people, too, because their spirits are, are, are weak. Their spirits are weak. You have to strengthen your spirit with the food of the spirit, which is the word of God. When you do these things, your spirit will be strengthened. And your spirit, you know, the spirit of God in you will overcome or consume whatever sin that is trying to bring you down. But spiritual boldness, brothers and sisters, please keep that in mind. And do all you can to, you know, to, 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 to show that. In, in your in your lives to your brothers and sisters, you know, you know, do do that and encourage and be spiritually bold and you know, stand for the truth, stand for the word of God, so that as your brothers and sisters see you, they'll be encouraged and they'll be elevated. Because a lot of Christians are are very fearful and because of that sometimes um evil might darkness might have its way in their lives because they're not fighting and in putting darkness or the enemy where he's supposed to be they're not getting him out of their their lives they're they're fearful and they let let's say darkness trample over them they let the enemy come into to walk all over them don't allow that to happen be spiritually bold please be spiritually bold because you know there are times when you have to do things you have to make right decisions but sometimes you'll probably be so so shy and so concerned of what other people are going to think about you or what your family is going to think, or what your friends are going to think, or sometimes you'll just be so fearful and very, very unsure of what to do. And, you know, when that time comes, pray. You know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. You know, 
the Lord wants us to be to be bold. He wants us to be courageous. You know, He's a spirit of you know the spirit of God is a spirit of power. When that spirit is with you, you can always overcome anything. So, brothers and sisters, please do all you can to stay bold. Yes, yeah, so brothers and sisters, as you seek the Lord, you know, pray for a spirit that is unwavering, that isn't staggering, that that will not stagger, a spirit that a spirit of boldness and a spirit of obedience. So keep seeking the Lord for that. Ask the Lord to to help you to always go after, you know, the ways of the Spirit, you know, the way of the Holy Spirit, but not to go after your flesh. Because, you know, a lot of people do know what to do, but, you know, they don't do it. For some people, it's because of fear. It's so many other things that, you know, for some people, it's because of, because of rebellion, because some people are rebellious. So you have to keep praying and keep praying and keep praying and the Lord will give you strength to overcome. But the main thing that is important is that, you know, submit to God. You have to submit to God. And when you submit to God, meaning you have to give God everything, every part of you. You have to submit to God, everything you have and everything you are. Don't just submit a part of yourself. Give Him everything because if you give Him a part of yourself, then it means a part of yourself you will still be struggling. If you give God just a part of you, it means the other part of you which you didn't give to Him will be struggling and will be tortured and will be attacked by the enemy and will be struggling in very, very horrible ways. So please live after, you know, live after, you know, you know, live according to the way of the Holy Spirit. Live according to the Spirit and reject the desires of the flesh, such as pride, arrogance, you know, lust of, you know, lust, you know, fleshly lust, um, you know, lust of wealth, lust of anything that, you know, is pleasing to the Lord. You know, keep away from all those. That's very important that you keep doing these things because at any point in time, great things will start happening. And, and you know, the world, God's going to shake so many things up. He's going to shake everything up. And you have to be ready at all times. So please, brothers and sisters, I encourage you to stay away from all sins. Stay away from your fleshly desires and whatever thing that you desire for yourself. And, and you know, go after God. You know, do all you can to, to please God and to desire what, what, what God desires. Romans chapter 8, 6, verse, verse 6, it says, The mind governed by the flesh is death, and the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Yes, yeah, so if, if you realize that you're going against God, or if you're doing what is displeased to God, then it means that you're being led by your flesh. That's what it just means. And it means that you haven't, you know, brought your flesh subject to God. You haven't surrendered your flesh to God. You haven't surrendered everything you have to God. You haven't let the Holy Spirit, you know, come in completely to take over your life and every part of you. Because if you're going against God, then then that's what it means. So, brothers and sisters, please, please do all you can to please live holy and always to repent. Because when you don't do these things, Sometimes you may not even live to see even the great judgments that are coming, you know, because so many people, you know, pat, you know, pass away in, in, you know, different times. And people even, you know, it could happen anytime. It could be before the judgment. It could even be before the tsunami or any disaster. Because once you, once you keep sinning and, you know, you don't repent, then you, then it's like you allow the devil, you allow death to come over you. You allow, you know, you, you allow the spirit of death to come into your life because sin is death so please brothers and sisters stay away from sin 
and do all you can to constantly be holy and trust in God, no matter how hard it is, just stand there with God, because in these last days, God is pouring out so much of his spirit, and he'll deliver you, and he'll help you with whatever it is that you need, but just know that he's a great God, that has mercy, that is more than enough, his grace is more than enough, for all that you'll you'll ever need him to be, he's more than enough. Verse 9, you however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but you are in the realm of the spirit, if indeed, the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. Yes, as you know, we're, we're saved through, you know, through through Christ, and it's like when you accept the Lord, His Spirit has to dwell in you. His Spirit is what will come into you and will change you and will make you a new person. If His Spirit is not in you, then you don't belong to Him. You don't belong to Him. He created you, but you choose who you belong to, either to the devil or to God. And you belong to God when you have the spirit of his son Jesus Christ, when you have the Holy Spirit living in you. So please, brothers and sisters, always do all you can to you know, to, to asking God to keep filling you up with more and more of his spirit. Because when you're filled with the spirit, when you have that deep, close relationship with him, when you're filled with his anointing, when that happens to you, then you're you truly belong to him. You, tru you truly belong to Him. You do what He wants you to. You are led by His Holy Spirit. You are humbled and pleasing to Him. And you seek Him day and night. So please, let the Holy Spirit fill you up. When He fills you up, He will lead you. He will let you know. And you know you get filled through prayer, through fasting, through singing. You know, through singing to the Lord, worshiping Him with, with psalms and, and hymns, through doing all these things. That's how, you get filled with the, that's how you get filled with the Spirit of the Lord. And when that happens to you, you belong. To, to Christ, you belong to the Lord. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give you, will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. Yes, brothers and sisters, you have to know this. You have to know that because of the Spirit of God that lives in you, it doesn't matter what circumstance that you're in. It doesn't matter what happens to your physical body. Because He is true life. Because Jesus is true life, it doesn't matter what happens to you. It doesn't matter what happens to, to your body. The Spirit of life that is Jesus, that dwells in you, it's always able to bring you back and always able to, to manifest in you in so many wonderful ways. That's why there's so many times, I've experienced it so many times, because the Spirit of God that dwells within us, you know, the Spirit of life and light. Because of that, I know this, that Spirit of God constantly gives strength and life to my body, keeps giving me strength. Whenever whenever um, I, I, I get weak or whenever, let's say I'm not, I, or something tries, or, or let's say I'm beginning not to feel so good, it's like the Spirit of God always strengthens me. Whenever I'm beginning to feel weak, the Holy Spirit will always give me strength instantly. Like like when I'm beginning to feel, let's say, a little bit of weakness in my body, the Holy Spirit instantly just gives me strength when I ask Him to. He always keeps me strong because He's a Spirit of life. And, and whenever, let's say, weakness or anything comes, or whether it be sickness or disease, that same Spirit of God will always give you back strength into your body instantly. And it happens to me. And because of that, the Lord always gives me strength. Whenever I feel like my body's... Um, is, is beginning to get weak instantly, just just when I feel it in the beginning. Instantly, it just stops, instantaneously, because the moment it begins to come, I just speak, and then the Spirit of God that is life will just manifest. 
So that's why, you know, brothers and sisters, that spirit of life that is in you, that spirit of God that is in you, the spirit of life. And on that day, it's going to, it's, it's going to, you know, those that truly have that spirit of life in them, that spirit, you know, they will be changed, will be made incorruptible. The life of God that is in you will manifest in, 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 in all of your, in all parts of your body in such a way that you'll be completely transformed and changed by the power of God. Yes, brothers and sisters, we have to live according you know, to, 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 to the to you know to the by we have to live according to the way of the Holy Spirit. We have to live accordingly as the Holy Spirit wants us to live. We have to do everything as the Holy Spirit wants us to. We have to learn to su to surrender and to put Him first. So we're gonna pray right now. We're gonna ask the Lord to help us to surrender to Him and to live according to uh, to live according to His will and according to His plan and His purpose, and not to put ourselves first, but to always put Him first. And to do everything as is pleasing unto him. Because he knows what is best. He is God. And he created us to serve him. So let's pray that the Lord will help us to surrender and to put him first and to do what he wants and what is pleasing to him. So, Father God, in Jesus' holy name, we humbly come before you. Father, I pray that you'd help us to put you first in all that we do. That, Lord, in all that we do, that we will follow in your footsteps. That, Father, we will not put ourselves first, but, God, we will put you first. Father God, remove all sin, all evil, all dark as that is in any one of us. Father God, renew our hearts, our minds, and our spirits in the name of Jesus. Father God, cause us not to fall nor to stumble. Father God, cause us not to be overcome by sin, by wickedness, by all that is not of you, Father. Whatever Satan has planned against any one of us, God, I pray that you would break and that you would destroy it in Jesus' holy name. Father, let us not be weak, but always be strengthened. Father, help us to always surrender to you. Help us to always put you first. Help us to always do what is pleasing to you. Oh, Jesus, lead and guide us. Lead and guide us. Oh, Father God, lead and guide us. Bring us, Father God. So will you want us to be with you, O Lord Jesus? Father, bring healing and restoration and revival. Pour out your spirit, Father, so greatly upon all of us in Jesus' holy name. Father God, let us surrender to you. Let us put you first, Father. Let us do what is pleasing to you, Father. Let us walk after the spirit. Let us not walk after the flesh. O Lord, Father, remove every spirit of pride, every spirit of lust, every spirit of immorality, Father, every spirit of fear, Father God, doubt and, un and unbelief. God, I pray that you'd wash it out of every single one of your people, Lord, that you'd cleanse it out of all of us in Jesus' name. Father God, I pray for all those that are listening. I pray that you will touch them. I pray that, God, you'd renew their hearts and their minds and their spirits, and that, God, you'd please make them ready for your coming and that you would touch them. Oh, Lord Jesus, touch your people. Holy Spirit, touch your people. Holy Spirit, touch them. Holy Spirit, touch them all in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Father, rain down your anointing. Oh, Father, rain down your presence. Oh, God, rain down your holy fire in the name of Jesus Christ. And, Father, cleanse cleanse, cleanse us, Father God, cleanse us of all that is displeasing to you, Lord, all that is making us sinful, Father God, remove it, remove it, remove it, oh Jesus, remove it, Holy Spirit, remove it out of all of us, Father, remove it out of all of us, remove it out of all of us, Father, oh, fill us with a new spirit, a new spirit, a new heart, a new mind, oh Jesus, Father God, make everything new in us, create in us a new heart, oh Lord Jesus, create in us a new mind, Father, help us to put you first, Father, help us to surrender to you, Father, help us to do what is pleasing to you, Jesus, help us to do what you've called us to do, oh Lord Jesus, Father, make a way in our lives where there is no way, oh Jesus, help us to walk after the Spirit, help us to live after the Spirit, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, oh Lord, please, Father. Make us bold. Make us strong, Father. Let us do what you want us to do, O oh Lord Jesus. Please, Father God. Please, Father, help us always put you first, O oh Jesus. Please help us to walk, Father, after, after the Holy Spirit. Help us to live after the Holy Spirit and to always reject our flesh, O oh Lord Jesus. And please, Father, 
I pray that you always help us also to always discern what is pleasing to you and what is not pleasing to you, Father. Cause us not to be deceived by the evil one, but, Father, bless us with great wisdom and understanding to always know what your will is and to always do your will, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank you so much, God. I pray that you keep strengthening all my brothers and my sisters in this end time, Lord Jesus. As you're coming so soon, Father, let us all be strengthened. Let us not be weak, but let us be strengthened by your spirit, by your power, and by your anointing, O God. Let us not be weakened. God, let us not be weakened. God, let us not be weakened, but let us always remain strong, O Lord Jesus. Help us to become what you want us to be for you, God. Lord, let your will be done in us. Let your will be done in us. Refine us, refine us, refine us, refine us, refine us. God, use us, use us, use us, use us, use us, use us for your glory, Father. In Jesus' holy name, refine us, refine us, O Lord Jesus. Make us bold. Let us be courage, Father. God, your word said you've not given us word of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, O Lord Jesus. Help us to always, Father, reflect your glory everywhere we go. Father, everywhere we go, let people see your beauty in us, O Lord Jesus. O Father, please, Father, please. Please deliver us from all disobedience, Father God, from all pride, Father God, from all jealousy, from all envy, from all selfishness, O Lord. Oh, deliver us from all that we need to be delivered of, Father, and we commit our futures into your hands. Father, whatever Satan has planned against us concerning our futures, O God, break and destroy them all. Father God, let your plan and your purpose concerning our future, let it be what is fulfilled, O Lord Jesus. Let it not be what Satan has planned. We break every work of Satan concerning our futures, our tomorrows. We commit it all into your hands, Father. We come against every work of Satan with the blood of Jesus, O God, for your words that if it came in by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony, God. Break every work of Satan concerning our futures. O Father God, I pray that you set us free from all evil, Lord. You'd give us a new mind. You'd renew our mind in that, Lord. you please help us live according to the, to the Spirit, O Jesus. Please help us not to reject this salvation that you've granted to us, Jesus, but help us to be thankful, Father, for this blessing, for this wonderful opportunity that you've given us, O God. Father, we are so thankful and we're so grateful to you, Jesus. I pray that, Lord, you would use us in a way that you created us to be used by you, that God... As you started the great and mighty works in all of your people, that, God, you be faithful to complete it. Oh, Father, please, Jesus, help us to become what you want us to be. In Jesus' name we pray, thanksgiving, amen. Yes, brothers and sisters, you know, as I was praying, I was feeling in my heart that the Lord also wanted me to encourage all of you to know that your lives are so precious to the Lord. Because for so many of you that are here, the, your, the, your lives, as you see, are much more special and much more important to God than you think. Because for so many of you, the Lord wants to use you to even touch other people. Because so many people that don't know the Lord, the Lord is planning on using you to touch them. So know that your life is so special and so important to God. The Lord wants to use you greatly to show His glory to the world. He wants to use you to minister to others. So do all you can to, to, to let the Lord prepare your spirit. Because a great time is going to come. Where, you know, those that have allowed the Lord to prepare them, the Lord will send them out, you know, to bring in, you know, to bring in, you know, souls, souls that are lost. He's going to use them to bring in, he's going to use them to save souls, to bring in souls that are broken. He's going to use us, so many people, you know, to go and touch and to bring in the lost souls to him. Because our God is a God that loves, you know, you know, he, he loves, he wants all of his people to be saved. He loves all of his children. And every single one of you are so important and so special to God. So, so I want you, you to, to take this time. I want you to take this time, you know, very seriously. Know that it's a special opportunity that you have. And it's a blessing that you have right now, you know, to, you know, to be called as a bride. And, you know, to be a Christian. So let your light shine so that others will see the light that God has placed in you. 
and will come towards you know the true source of light, our true source of light, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna read um um Hebrews um ten. I'm gonna start from verse twenty six again. I'm gonna go down. Um, it says, "For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation." of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the son of god underfoot counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace. For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But recall the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings, partly while you were made a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. Yes, brothers and sisters, so here it's telling us about, you know, knowing that this salvation that we we have, this forgiveness that we receive, this grace that we receive, if we throw it away and if we walk over it, if we don't take it serious, then we will be judged and we will be condemned. You know, Jesus is the only way for us to be delivered. Jesus is the only way for us to be saved. He's the only way. He's the only true light. He's the only way that we we could have life. And if we reject him, if we trample over him, if we reject him, then God will. The Lord will bring condemnation and judgment and whoever does that. So in this part, it's talking about how the Lord will punish severely anyone who goes, you know, ag- ag- against what God has given to us, because it's the only way we can be saved. Because outside Jesus, there is no salvation. So please, just know this. Always remember this. I'm pressing on this because it's very, very important. Because I know that people, you know, what people have right now, you know, people could be ready right now, and they could lose what they have. Because in a dream, as I was shown in heaven, I almost had the feeling that some people that were ready and that were coming, when I saw the number of chairs, I could count the chairs, when I saw that number, I wasn't so happy. Almost, almost, I had a feeling as though there weren't as many people, or I have this bad feeling as though there, weren't a lot, there still weren't a lot of people, or some people that were there might have had left. So please, if you're someone that believes in Jesus, please don't give up on Jesus. Don't leave, because you could lose whatever God has for you in heaven. And on top of losing all that goodness, you're going to receive torment and darkness. You're going to receive great punishment for trampling over the blood and rejecting what Jesus has for you. So please, I mean, right now, I want to encourage all of you to just, you know, keep waiting patiently for the Lord. Because everything is ready for us. But in the dream, it almost looked like some people, like the number that people that, some people that were ready right now were probably becoming lukewarm or were not as ready as they were. But I had a feeling like... When I, when I, because I saw, I had that dream, because I saw the place in 2015, and I saw it in 2016, and in 2016, um, I, I, I wasn't so happy because I didn't see as many people as I expected. In fact, it almost looked like 
the number was not as much, or maybe the people might have reduced. So please do all you can to make sure that you don't leave the kingdom of God. You don't leave truth. You're not disobedient. You don't rebel against God. You're humble, and you keep seeking the Lord with all of your heart and with all of your mind, and, and you know that He's God, and you trust in Him. Because if you go against God, then a great judgment will fall upon you. If you rebel against God, then you will receive a great punishment. Because he's the only one that could save. And outside God, no one else could save you. So if you if you reject God, he's the only salvation that you could receive. Then it means you're opening up your spirit for judgment. Because judgment will be what you will receive. Oh, it's going to be what you will receive. So please, brothers and sisters, a great judgment is coming. Great judgment is coming. As we're seeing in so many parts of the world, great things are about to happen. I mean, I have brothers and sisters that have told me dreams of really horrible things are about to happen. Please, if there's any time... To fully surrender and to fully be ready, it's now. Please do all you can to be fully ready. If there's anything that you haven't you you, you haven't done that you know you're supposed to do for the Lord, please do it. If 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 you know you you haven't been um. You know, paying tithes as you should pay pay because these are things that the Lord requires of us. Paying tithes and offerings. If you know you haven't done that, please do. If you haven't forgiven anyone, please forgive them. Because if you've not forgiven someone, it's 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 sin, and you're not ready to go home. Because you need to you need to, you know, forgive, and you need to let the sin go so that God could, you know, forgive you. Because if you haven't forgiven, then it means you're holding on to sin, and if you're holding on to sin. How can you accept the forgiveness of God? Because you're holding on to sin. You have to let that sin go. You have to let the unforgiveness go. So that you could receive the true love of God. So please, forgive everyone that you haven't forgiven. You know, there's things that you have to do to help people. Do do it for them. If you have to, if, you, if there's debts you have to pay, pay. If there's any any anything you, you have to do for the Lord, if there's anything you want to do for the Lord right now that we have this opportunity on earth, you know, do it, do it for the Lord. Show love. You know, evangelize. Do all you can to, you know, to, 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 to win souls for the Lord. If there's any way that you can extend the name of Jesus Christ in the earth, if there's anything you can do to spread the name of Jesus Christ or to let more people hear about Jesus Christ, then do it. As the Holy Spirit will lead you, He'll help you and He'll provide a way for you. But just do all you can to please the Lord. Do all you can, you know, to bring glory to the Lord. Because very soon, we have this time to work. You know, we, right now there's, you know, we have this time to work. But very soon, things will change. And we won't have this opportunity to work as we did. Because very soon, it's going to be, right now, God is giving us the time to do things. You know, to do what we want. But very soon, that time will be cut off. What will happen will be exactly what God wants. And He's going to be taking control of everything. So right now, please, you know, do all you can to give great glory to God. Show love and, and be merciful and, be you know, be, be kind. Reflect God's glory and all that you do. Because very soon, this time that we have is going to be over. I want you to know that this time is really coming to an end. The rapture is about to happen. The coming of the Lord is getting very, very close. It's getting closer and closer and closer and closer and closer. It's coming silently. As the Bible talks about it, it's going to be sudden. It's going to happen in ways that people haven't expected or planned. It's going to come when people don't expect it. Even for the wise virgins, it happened suddenly. But you know, but then the only difference that it was was that when for them, when it happened, they still had that deep relationship with the Lord. They had their lamps filled with oil. The Lord knew them because they had spent a lot of time with the Lord. They have sought the Lord. They had a deep personal connection where they knew the Lord for themselves one-on-one. They knew the Lord. They had that personal relationship with the Lord. 
So please, make sure that you work out that personal relationship with the Lord, that the Lord speaks to you and you know that the Lord speaks to you and you know how the Lord speaks to you. Don't on your own think you're ready or everything is fine. Don't think that on your own. Let the Lord tell you. Seek a deep, intimate relationship with the Lord before it's too late because time is running out. Great deceptions are coming. Great, great deceptions are coming. Or great deception, Greater deceptions are even going to come. It's going to be so bad, brothers and sisters. So please, please, be ready. Be ser- be serious for the Lord. You know, fight for the Lord like you've never. Because you know, this is just a little time you have to stock up more rewards in heaven and to make Jesus happier before He comes, because He is coming. That time is getting so close. When the Lord showed me heaven, I knew that everything was ready for the bride. I just know that Jesus, He's ready for us. He is like so ready for us. We're the ones that 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 are. You know, we're the ones that are, that are still not ready yet. So keep preparing. Don't be discouraged. It doesn't matter what you go through. You know, if you go through hardship, count it a blessing because that blessing will draw you closer to God. Because I've been through so many hard I mean, so many hardships I've been through, they all help me get closer to God. They drew me closer to God. Most of the time after I, most of the time after the hardship, I'd realize that my faith would increase so much in the Lord. And, the, I, and you know, the Lord was like, would explain to me that, let me go through those things to really show me that He really is God and He really is with us. And His power is greater than what we could ever imagine, that He is so real. You know, if you go through hardships, count it a blessing because so many people don't know how real God is because they've not been through such situations. But if you go through hardships, you know, in the midst of it, they're hard and you really can't wait for them to end. But then when you're done, when you when you pass through them, through the fire, you are purged and you are made so strong and you have a, a supernatural. You just have this deeper relationship with the Lord. You know how real the Lord is. And you know that it was only the Lord that brought you out of that trial that you were in or that testing. And you know that the Lord helped you overcome. You know that. So, brothers and sisters, please, fight this good fight of faith. Don't be discouraged seeking the Lord with all humility. You know, keep seeking Him. Keep praying. Keep fasting. You know, all that you know you're supposed to do, just keep doing it. The Lord will, will, will tell you more things He wants you to do. When you get closer to Him and you start hearing His voice, He'll let you know. And the Lord also speaks. When you get closer to Him, He speaks. When you get closer to Him, He speaks. He speaks in so many different ways. For me, one way that I would encourage you to... Um, one way that I would encourage you to, um, let's say, for if you want to hear the, if you want to hear the Lord speak to you, one way that I would encourage you to do, or one method I would encourage you to use would be to spending a lot of time in His anointing. Because for me, sometimes when I, sometimes when I really, really want to hear from the Lord, and I really want to hear the Lord speak to me, one way that I really hear from Him is when I pray a lot. And get very, 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 very deep into his spirit. I get so deep into the spirit. Like I pray so much. I pray for hours and hours. And I and I soak myself in his presence. And I get deep, 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 super deep in his presence. When you get so deep like that, when you speak when you speak to the Lord, it's very easy to hear him. For me, that's one way that I could recommend to you for those that want to hear the Lord. Because in this time, there's so many things that the Lord wants all of us to do. There's different instructions and plans and purposes. You know, there's different things that the Lord wants, you know, people to do. There's different, you know, commands and different instructions that the Lord has for different people. And, you know, you need to know what the Lord wants you to do as an individual. Because you're individual and you're different. And there's a unique plan and purpose. So you need to know. 
So the only one that knows is the Lord. So how do you find out? You seek the Lord. So one way is, as I said earlier, you just spend time getting deep into the anointing and and try to do this in a sitting. Or it, it could it could for you it could, it could um it could I mean for you it could be a day because you might need to do it in break. But I encourage you. Um, for me, it's like it's it's like I really hear him like really clearly after I spend a lot of time in him. Like when you pray and worship. And just get so deep in the spirit and get so filled with the spirit and repent and repent and ask him to clean you. First, you ask him to clean you and you just worship him. You just seek him. You just get so close to him and you allow him to get closer to you and you allow him to fill you up with the spirit. When that happens and you speak to the Lord, you get an answer back. So it's like when you do that, hearing the Lord is much it's, it's much easier. That's one way that I've learned. Because when you're deep into the spirit and when you've repented... All the sin that will prevent you from hearing the Lord is gone. All the disobedience that you know that is all the rebellion. It's all gone because sin will will cause you to be very confused. It's going to allow you to doubt. Um, the sin sometimes will be coming back at you when you're trying to pray. It's like you you'll feel like you're not worthy enough to pray. You'll, you'll feel like you're not good enough to even come before His presence when Jesus has paved that way for us, and we just have to accept Him and just keep repenting. So you you repent is very important that when you repent, um, sometimes even a lot of darkness and demons and evil spirits or evil devices that are within you, a lot of evil devices or evil spirits that are within you or that are over you or that, or that are obstructing you or that are preventing or hindering you from hearing the voice of the Lord. When you repent and you pray and ask God to remove those things, all those things will be gone. It's going to be easier to hear him. So as you seek the Lord, just make sure that when you're praying, ask the Lord to also remove every device of Satan. Because Satan has these devices that are implanted on people. And that really stop people from getting close to the Lord. So many different devices. So when you pray, when you seek the Lord, ask the Lord to get rid of every device of the enemy. Ask him to remove every device. Ask him to remove every, every plant of the enemy. Also ask the Lord to also, you know, ask him to forgive you and to wash away all sin. And to remove every demonic spirit or demonic oppression that might be over it, because it also could prevent you from, um, from you know, connecting to the Lord as you should. And just from the bottom of your heart, just pray and just worship the Lord, and just you know, give the Lord everything, and just seek Him, and just pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. Because as you pray, your spirit will begin to ascend into the heaven, and you know, the connection that you have with the Lord will grow stronger and stronger, more powerful. Because of because of much communication through prayer. So when that happens, you realize that your link with the Lord will get so strong and your spirit will be activated. It's like your spiritual senses will be heightened. Like your spiritual senses will increase in sensitivity so much. Because when you when you pray, your spirit man, your spirit man becomes awake. Because you know man is spirit. Because we're meaning God's image. God is a spirit, so we're also spirit. When you seek the Lord, it's like you're growing your spirit. You're communicating with the one that gives you true life, and your spirit begins to activate, and your spirit begins to get sharper and stronger and powerful, and and your spirit begins to come alive when you truly pray with all your heart. You realize po the power of God that is in you begins to well up, begins to swell. Begin, it gets stirred, and when the fire of God gets stirred in you, it's like the power of God, it's like it's like heaven meets earth, it's like that the presence of heaven comes into you, and the connection you have with the Lord becomes so clear and so smooth, and so strong and so powerful, that when you speak to Him, you hear Him much much clearly. 
So that's one way of of, of speaking to the Lord and and and, be, and hearing from Him. And when you speak, you you listen, you 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 focus, and you have faith, and you know that the Lord will hear you, because you know even at that time when you pray so much, you realize your faith will really increase and really heighten. And when that happens, when you speak to the Lord, He will respond. Uh, he will, you know, adip- according to His will, He will respond, and you will be able to hear Him much better. I mean, because when you, when you repent and you do all that, as I just said, your spirit is clearer and is more is much more receptive to the Lord's presence. And the Holy Spirit in you is very strong at that point. So when you speak to the Lord and ask Him a question, you're able to easily hear from Him when He speaks. For me, that's an experience that I really experienced. When I would pray a lot, and I would be in prayer, when I would speak to the Lord, I would, I would instantly hear Him. And I would hear Him so clear. I would hear Him in, in a very, very clear, like a, like in a clear, audible voice. Like when I'd pray a lot, like... Sometimes for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours, eleven, twelve. When you pray a lot like that, when you would speak to him, you would hear. When you would speak to him, you would always hear him so clearly. Or sometimes, sometimes when you're sleeping, or sometimes when you fast. But maybe one thing that I have learned is that you're able to easily hear the Lord when you're filled with the Spirit. That's one way you can really hear the Lord. Is when you're really filled with the Spirit. You're, it's easy for you to hear him because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, and when the Holy Spirit speaks, when you're so filled of Him, and when when the sin in you is, rem, is is broken down and it's overcome by the power of God, when the sin in you is is is, is washed away through repentance, when you give yourself up and ask the Lord to have His way with you, when you do these things, it's I've realized that it's much much more easier to allow. It's, it's much much more easier for the Lord. To come into you to have his way with you, that's one thing that I have realized. It's it's much much easier for the Lord to have his way with you when you're filled with the Spirit, because the sin in you is gone, is removed. You've repented, and the Lord has washed all that sin and all that darkness and all that debris out of you. So that's one way to hear the Lord is when you're you're spirit filled. So when you're praying and fasting, like, because for me, when that happens to me, it's so easy to hear the Lord. Like, when, when, when you're spirit-filled, it's, it's so easy to hear from the Lord. Like, when you're praying and you're praying and you're praying and you're fasting, oh, wow. It's like hearing the Lord, is, it's like you hear Him so crystal clear. And also, when you also stay away from sin and away from the world and stay in His anointing and in His spirit. And when you hear these things that the Lord wants you to to know you obey them you do these things and sometimes in your sleep so usually when you pray ask the lord to speak to you in your sleep and he will because most of the time he speaks to me in my sleep because when you're asleep you know the spirit of god is is you know the spirit of god is always the spirit of god is in sleep the spirit of god is is awake and is able to communicate with you the spirit of god will will speak to you in in, in such wonderful ways when you're asleep and your spirit is in is, is in is in slumber I mean, I mean, you're 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 in slumber, but your spirit is, you know, your spirit is is up. Your spirit's not sleeping. Sorry, your spirit your spirit's not sleeping. So the Holy Spirit can easily communicate with you. Because although you're you're sleeping, your spirit is not sleeping. Your spirit is having communication with the Lord. Because you're you're there's you're more at peace. You're not distracted with other things, and you're able to hear the Lord because your spirit is more, let's say. Focused and not fo- is, is more. Let's say it's more easy for the Lord to get your attention, because you're not really focusing on any other thing. Or He speaks so, in so many different ways. He could speak through what the things you see physically. He could speak through so many ways. But you just have to, you know, when you're filled with the Spirit, when the Lord speaks, you catch it. You know what He's talking about. 
So the the one thing that I have learned is being filled with the Spirit. That really enables you to hear because the Lord always wants to speak to us. But when you're close to Him, you hear Him much, much better than when you're farther away from Him. And being filled with the Spirit is being close to the Lord. Because being filled with the Spirit is connecting to the Holy Spirit, is connecting to the power of God and the power of God uniting with you. And when you hear what the Lord wants you to do, you know, he, there's so many things that He's going to tell you. He's going to tell you so many different things, things He wants you to do or things about you. It helps you to know what plan He has for you. And it, and it helps you to become more decisive and it helps you to follow a certain pattern in life. In that way, you know that you're not just living life just going about not knowing what to do. But you, you you begin to know that this is what the Lord wants me to do and this is what the Lord does not want me to do. So I'm going to do this. So it makes you more organized. It makes you more focused and it makes things easier for you because you know what decision to make. You, when you have a lot of options, you know what option to choose because you know ex- that this is exactly what the Lord wants for me and doing any other thing is just a waste of time. So brothers and sisters, be, be filled with the Spirit always, all the time. So that when the enemy comes, he will not be able to overcome you. Because when you're filled with the Spirit, when you speak, it's like a fire. It's like anointing that is released and Satan will fall. Satan will be overcome by the Spirit of God that is speaking through you, that is in you. Because because when you speak in the anointing, it's like God himself is speaking. It's like his power just comes right through you. And it, and, and it, 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 it creates things. It does miracles. So when you're filled with the Spirit, it's an amazing, it's, it's, it's an amazing experience. When you're filled with the Spirit of God, it's almost like God is God literally living through you. And when you do things, it's almost as though the Lord himself is doing it. And Satan fears that. And Satan doesn't want God's people to be filled with the Spirit. So please, remain filled with the Spirit. Do all you can to, to be filled with the Spirit by constant praying and fasting and repentance and holiness. Because sin, sin will try to quench. Sin will try to quench that anointing or that fire that God wants you to have in your spirit. So please keep turning away from all sin and keep, you know, um, increasing that anointing, that fire of God that God wants to put in all of us. And, you know, always pray and always warfare and always exercise your spirit. I mean by, you know, speaking words of faith, words that will encourage you and speak aloud. Because I, I once heard this man say that, you know, Faith comes by hearing, so it's good to always say positive things to yourself, to decree, to, your, to decree, and actually hear those words. Because when you hear, your faith will increase. That was what I heard this man said. I'm not sure of his name, but he said that, and I and I believe it's true. So, brothers and sisters, please speak the word of God. Speak the word of God, and the more you speak, the more it, because when you speak, it forms and and an act, and it becomes reality in the spiritual realm, and it becomes really real to you, and it's actually what is going on. And it becomes a part of you, and it's actually what happens in the spiritual realm. And you know, so many things that are in your life that you're about to experience. When you speak, you know, you have the power to change them because the Bible says, you know, death and you know, the power of death and life are in the tongue. So when you speak, you're able to change things. You're able to make them good for yourself, or, or you're able to not, you know, make it good. You're able to make it bad for you. I mean, you're able to make it bad for you or good. Depending on what you do and what you say and who you allow, when you speak, you activate the Holy Spirit to work in your life. When you when you speak positive things, you give the Holy Spirit freedom and power to work in you. When you speak negative things, then you're allowing Satan, you know, to come into your life to do, you know, all those evil things. So please speak positive, speak positive, speak truth, speak what is righteous. Always say good things. Never say negative things. Say things that are always, you know, pleasing to the Holy Spirit. 
say good things and, and, and you know when you say believe and watch the supernatural power of God manifest because it will manifest because when you speak it will happen because you know when you speak and you decree you know with the power of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ and when you keep doing these things it will happen because as God is so, you know, as He is, so are we. And that ability that God has to speak and to make things real, that power is also in us. When we speak things too, it happens. That's what the Bible says. You know, the power of death and life are in, are in the tongue. So what you speak will happen. So also say positive things to yourself to encourage and to elevate you. And always be patient. Because, you know, our timing is not God's timing. So please always be patient. Please be patient. Because the Lord is working, but you just don't know He is because you don't see it yet. So be patient. And always, you know, stay spiritually strong and always pray without ceasing and always spiritual warfare. And ask the Lord to have his way in you and just pray and pray and pray and pray and pray because the enemy is out like a roaring lion seeking whom he devour. And when you're weak, the weak ones are who the enemy will target. And it's easy for him to target them because he doesn't have to struggle with them. Sometimes he will try, I mean, especially those that are seeking the Lord, they will be targeted too. Everyone will. But it's easier for him to bring you down if you're weaker. So be strong so that you can always overcome him. Because the word of God says, They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. So let's pray. Let's pray against the works of Satan. And let's ask God to strengthen us and let his will be done in us. Yes, Father God, in Jesus' holy name, forgive us of all of our sins and our iniquities. God, I pray that you strengthen every single one of us. Father God, make us ready for your coming. Oh, Father, let us not be weak. Let us not be weak, but supernaturally strengthened by your power, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, God, forgive us of all of our sins and fill us with more and more of your spirit, O oh Lord. Oh, Lord, fill us with more and more of your anointing. Oh, God, break the works of Satan against us. Break the yokes of the enemy against us. Crush the works of Bel and Jezebel against any one of us. We bind all works of demons. We cast them out of our lives into the pits of our right now. We consume them by the fire of the Holy Spirit, O oh God. Lord Jesus. I pray that you'd rain down holy coals of fire, Father God. You'd rain down your holy fire to consume the works of Satan, Lord Jesus, against your people. That you'd set them free. You'd heal them. You would bring back to them all that they have lost, O oh Lord. I pray that you would restore your children, O oh Lord. Restore your people. Restore your people, O oh Holy Spirit. Restore. Restore and make all things new in their lives, O oh Lord. Make all things new in the lives of your children, O oh Lord. O oh, pour out your spirit. Bring blessings. Bring blessings. And strengthen. Strengthen your people, O oh God. Fold them with your presence. O oh God, make everything new in them, O oh Lord Jesus. O oh, cleanse your people, Father, in Jesus' name. Make everything new, O oh Lord Jesus. As you are coming, I pray that your people will be made ready, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I pray that your people will be made ready in the name of Jesus. Let your people lack nothing, Father. Let them be made perfectly ready. Let them not stumble. Let them not fall, Father God. Let them not be broken, but let them be strong. In Jesus' name, I pray for spiritual strength upon your children. Spiritual strength, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you'd also forgive all of your children for all their sins and all their iniquities, Father. And that you'd bind up all the works of Satan. You'd break all the works of Satan against your children. That you'd crush the works. You'd crush the works of Satan against your people right now in Jesus' name. That you'd send, Father God, mighty angels to protect your people. And that all that they have lost, that you'd bring it all back to them. That you'd encourage your people. That, God, you would not let them fall. You would not let them stumble. You would not let them be broken. You would not let them be discouraged. But, Father, you will always cause them to remain strong in Jesus' name. 
Oh Lord, release, I pray you release supernatural strength upon your people. You'd release supernatural encouragement upon your people. Oh, that you release supernatural favor. That Father God, that in this time, in this year, that Lord, you'd be with them till the very end. Oh Lord, that you would not let them be discouraged. But Father, you always let them be encouraged. That you'd bless your children with boldness. You'd let your children be bold. Let your children be bold. Oh Lord, let them not reject truth, but let them always accept you, oh God. Let them accept your will and let them do your will, oh God, according to you, according to your plan in Jesus' name. Oh Father God, pour out your favor. Father God, pour out yourself upon us, Jesus. Oh, please, let us seek you and let us do your will, Father. Let all that we do be pleasing to you. Let all that we do bring glory to your name. Oh, God, I thank you so much for all the wonderful and amazing things that you have done. Glory, glory be to your holy name, O Lord, King of kings. There is none like you, God. We thank you. We praise you, magnificent, glorious one. We thank you so much. I pray forgive us of all of our sins, Lord Jesus, that you lead us in all that we do, that you'd make us ready for coming, God. I thank you so much for this time on the Lord, and I pray that you'd bless and that you would touch someone and that, Lord, you'd heal all those that need to be healed. Whatever your children need, that, God, you would provide. Whatever they need, you'd provide, O oh Lord, and break the nets and the yokes of Satan that are over them. All that they have lost, bring it all back. Restore your people, Father God. More and more of your spirit, O oh Father God. More and more of your spirit in their lives, O oh Lord. O oh Holy Spirit, I thank you for all that you're about to do, Father. I thank you for your spirit that is coming upon your people. I thank you for the wave, the mighty wave of your blessings that are coming. I thank you so much, Father God, for your spirit that is about to come, the spirit that is about to pour out on your people. I thank you so much for that revival rain that is coming, oh Lord. I thank you so much for that rain that is coming. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I bless you. I bless you for your wonderful deeds, oh Lord. Oh, I thank you so much, Father. I thank you so much. I thank you so much. For all that you have done and all that you're doing. Oh God, I bless you for all the wonderful things you've done, oh God. Forgive all of us of all of our sins and keep making us ready in Jesus' name. Yes, brothers and sisters, keep holding on to the Lord. For the Lord is about to do great and mighty things. Things we haven't seen or even imagined before. Things that we have not known even possible, even till date. The Lord's about to do them. What he's about to do, ears and eyes have not seen or heard. He's about to do amazing things, so hold on to him. Because as I was praying, I could see him in spirit that a huge, a huge, mighty spirit, a huge a revival has come. I could see this rain, like this, this wave, this wave of God's power that is coming. So please hold on to him. Because whatever you're seeking him for, just keep seeking him. Very soon, you will see the answer right before your eyes. Hold on to the Lord. He's coming so soon. Hold on to him and prepare, prepare, because he is ready. Everything in heaven is ready. But we're the ones that, you know, that are still not ready. So please do all you can to always be ready. And when you're, when the Lord lets you know that you're ready, just keep being ready. Be, be humble, never be complacent, and keep fighting, you know, as though, as though you don't have anything. Just be being humble and keep fighting. And may the Lord bless you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. May he raise his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus. God bless all of you, and I love all of you all. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore in Jesus' name. We pray thanksgiving. Amen. So remain praying and seeking the Lord and being ready because the coming of our Lord, it is so near, brothers. It is so close. Please keep preparing. God bless you all. Shalom. I come 